And this is Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast, episode 35. I'm your host, Colton, and, um, oh boy, guys, I think I did it. I think, uh, I did it. I, I got some surprises planned for the show. I don't know how I did it, but I did. Um, so, well, let's, let's, let's start with, um, because I, I have two people joining me on here. Yes, two. That's not something that happens a lot nowadays, unfortunately. Uh, so... I, ha- I have a person on the show today that I haven't had on here, I think, at this point for a year. Um, would you? Uh, who, who do I have on the show? Person I haven't had on for a while. Oh, <laughs> I'm young. Hi. Hi, Jasmine. I haven't talked to you for a long time because we don't talk outside this podcast. Totally right? Is that how that works? I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't ask you <laughs> questions you don't know. Have you have you been Jazzy? I think good. God, I I think the last time I had you on, we talked about um Kimiko. Mm, oh. And, and, and Paradise, yeah. That 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 ended up being a better episode than I thought it would actually. Isn't that funny? Well, of course, anything with me is fabulous. Well, that's 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 great, Jasmine. Um, <laughs> but 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 enough about Jasmine saying things. Um, we'll get back to her in a second. I'm sorry, Jasmine, but um, we do have a we also have a special guest on today. So, yeah, so this episode's going to be pretty cool. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? No. <laughs> Are you, you, you motherfucker, that, that was, that was, doc- <laughs> that was doctor's joke. You stole it. Okay, whatever. Oh, I cannot resist. It's like you set it up and it's just like, okay, okay, I'm sitting here. Now, now, now everybody's going to be doing that shit to me. That's, th- thank you, thank you. But, but Doctor no. and I get along. Doctor and I are good friends. It's like if I didn't steal his joke when he wasn't <laughs> here, Doctor would be disappointed in me. <laughs> but but no, but no, seriously, who are you? How, how'd, how'd you get here? How did, how did you get in here? Okay, um, well, the door was open, so I just I just came in and I saw the lights on, so. Well, well fuck, I really, I really should close that door. You should. I really you should. should. No, my name is Josh. People may know me. Sometimes they don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I know you. You do. That's why I'm on your show. Yeah, that's right. Um, Josh, was, was that a chance to actually plug stuff? Or no? Yeah. What, what do you What do you do, man? Like, what? Why? Why are you on? Like, I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. You. I got this weird text, or I got this not weird text. It was over Skype, but that still counts as texting, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Colton totally texted me. It's like, yeah, so Skype me at the specific time after you read the specific thing and watch this one show. And I was like, okay, that's awfully specific. Is this Craigslist? Are you going to, like, murder me? And, sick <laughs> me and he's like, no, there will be no murder. And so I said, okay. So I came. No, in all honesty... um, some of you may know me. I'm Josh Denham from the uh, Senpai Coast to Coast podcast or, or SenpaiCoastToCoast.com. I take anime way too seriously is my tagline, and that's probably the case. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I brought you on because um, you, you've been watching some Gintama recently. Very recently. Very recently. And you just you just kind of happened to catch up to, um, to, to, to the material that we're talking about today, and I thought... Um, or at least at the time I talked to you, you were getting pretty close. So I was like, "Hey, I I might want to have him on now, or something, I guess, or whatever." Um, but anyway, um, enough with the introductions. We we have a show for you guys today. Uh, not only do I have uh, my two guests on here today, uh, we are going to be covering chapter forty-seven of the manga today, and uh, 
Uh, and then after that, we also have our usual life lessons segment covering the uh, chapter title, talking about that. And then we have our uh, anime manga comparison segment of episode 29 of the anime. So, yeah, those are all things we're going to be doing today. So, uh, hmm, where do we go from here? Um, so, yeah, you, you guys you guys excited to be on, right? Jasmine, Josh? Yes. I'm actually generally I think is the word, or was it genuine? Did we decide? I, I, it's probably both. Oh yes, I am generally, genuinely just uh, super excited. No, I'm, I'm excited to be on the show because Gintama is a new experience for me. I am pretty much uh, a Gintama newbie, but there's some, some cool parts about the show, and I'm digging into it. Colt, I just have a question for you. Yeah, yes, yes, Josh. When, when does Gintama get serious? Um, what, what, Jasmine? Yes, I was like, Enos is kind of rambling. Yeah, I mean, like, I, man, you... Can you're... I just skip to, like, episode 200? No, shut up. No, you can't do that. <laughs> we will never be able to do that. <laughs> Josh, I hate you because I, I have found um, another co-host of the show, Bookie. She she uh, she directed me to a comment I think she found on Tumblr where somebody was like, Hey, guys, start, start Gintama from episode 200. It gets better from there. And I'm like, well, fuck that person. I never want to talk to them ever. Because, yeah, like, oh boy, I don't want to talk about skipping episodes. That just makes did me... You just, did you just push that random Tumblr girl out of your life? Yeah, it, it was it was pretty hard, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I barely knew her. But it was still hard, because I guess I cared about her, not really. I don't know where this bit's going. So, guys, yeah, we have a show for you today. Um, but uh, I, I actually, Josh, I, I was going to ask you, yeah, how, how are you liking the show so far? Because I think you, you, you're pretty much caught up to episode 29, the anime episode we're talking about today. Yeah, so if I had to give my semi-unprofessional opinion, I think that's a word. I think the, so. Um, I got into Gintama for one specific reason. I wanted, I believe... This might get a little long-winded, so prepare yourself, kids. All right. I believe, honestly, that... I, I believe in Roger Ebert's idea that windows or w- movies are like windows into a box. You know, we can... It's just like a book. You know, they say books are doors to other worlds, to other experiences, to other lifetimes. I believe movies can do the same thing. A good movie can do the same thing. If you want to understand something, a good movie can help you understand that, whether it be an emotion or an event in history or maybe just what it's like to be someone else. And the thing is, when you're looking up at that silver screen and that's reflected, the light is hitting back your face and you're completely enveloped in someone else, somewhere else, sometime else, there's no magic like that. So I believe the same thing for all the media that I watch, some more than others. Obviously, you can learn a lot more from something like um, barefoot again than you can from K-On! But my point is the same. I, I'm watching Gintama because I believe it is probably one of the most intelligent shonen series I've ever seen in the terms of how it takes history, modern Japan, and yet, you know, the typical, I don't want to say area, uh, anime stereotype, but it takes this, the, the anime tropes and mixes it with the history and then the current Japan affairs and, and, and has such a smelting, melting, boiling goo that somehow is some of the most interesting things if you want to learn about japan like i'll be honest this this episode i learned a couple things about japan i had to verify it with other people and through other things but you can you can actually learn stuff through the media it's actually very interesting very poetic in a lot of ways um 
like I said, it could get long-winded, but that's essentially what I'm getting out of Gintama right now. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's that samurai figure, or that's that specific event that's happening right now. You know, what have you. That 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 is that is all very interesting. Gen- gen- generally very interesting, but but <laughs> my, my my one question, Josh, do, do, is it is it funny so far? Some of it is. I think I think. Uh, I guess if we're going to go into this now, I think you know Gintama is a very, 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 very Japanese thing. And that may offend some people, and some people may be, may have just shut off your, your show, Colton, and said, oh, this Yeah, game, yeah, th- thanks a lot. Not a problem. That's, <laughs> don't worry, people shut off my show all the time, but they come back next week, so. Um, <laughs> no, I think Gintama's a very, very Japanese thing for the reasons I've already mentioned, but I think also it thrives best in the original Japanese. So I guess where I'm going with this, especially in this particular episode of the Gintama manga cast, we are going to look at both the show and in the manga, there's a certain joke that occurs continually that you can kind of only get in Japanese. And it's just, that's not the only case. So you asked me, how am I enjoying it? I'm enjoying it because I watch it subtitled. I know enough of what's going on to kind of actually get some of what the joke is, some really obscure references Oh, sorry. Now I sound arrogant. <laughs> oh, I get these really obscure references. <laughs> I'm super Weibo. No, um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, that wasn't supposed to go there. I guess my point is it's a very Japanese thing. It has a Japanese humor, and I can see why it turns so many people off. It turns me off sometimes. I just sometimes I'll watch this and I'll be like, Colton, this episode is not funny. But then you have an episode like the Bozuzoku episode I just got done watching. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my favorite episode. Because it's 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 Bozuzoku. I I love that facet of that culture. So I guess I don't know. That, does that answer your question, or do I need to keep talking? No, I I, I think I think that answers it. As long okay, because the thing I was is, because the thing is, like with with this first season of the anime, I mean, in my opinion, I think there are some really really funny episodes in this season. But but uh, when, I guess looking looking back on it. Uh, like the show, I think the show only gets funnier from here. And then when you look back on like even say like the first twenty episodes, I mean there are some episodes in there that I still genuinely love, but I don't find them as funny as I do like say this current material that we're watching in the anime on uh, uh, Crunchyroll or whatever. But uh, well, I ha- I have noticed since the I just got to the new season season two, I have noticed a a drastic increase a sharp increase in the quality of the writing. Yeah. And not so much the anime because it is a, a long, a long running series, mm-hmm. but essentially now I have noticed a, a shift in, in the, the comedy is better times. The, the jokes are, are better delivered. You know, it's just, you know, half these people are getting used to working together, you know, things like that. It's becoming a, a very tight knit group. Um, the whole episode with what I learned is now called the hot pot was absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. That 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 episode's great too because they they set it up as like, oh hey, get ready for a recap episode. Then it's like, oh no, wait, we're not doing that. Oh now we're doing this, whatever. And but by the way, Josh, don't skip the recap episodes. They're actually pretty funny. Yeah, because I was like, hey Colton, can I just skip this? And he's like, what episode are you on? It's like, oh da 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 da. Seven minutes later, uh, what has have they used any new or have they uh, used only old clips? I was like, no, it's all been new stuff. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's probably oh, not a recap. Oh, Josh, Josh, tr- trust me, you will you will know when they use old clips. You oh will... yes, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I'm sure, but 
I was like, uh, can I just skip this because I'm actually trying to get somewhere with this show? You know, and it's like, no, this is completely, this is actually completely new material. The show lies to me. Oh yeah, the show lies to everybody, D- doesn't it, Jasmine? Yeah. Yeah, this this show has lied at least. Hold on, I, I got to count. Let's see, one, two, three, at least three or four times that it that it's ending, but it always comes back. That's just it's just kind of a thing everybody's used to at this point. The show is like a cockroach. <laughs> that's that's funny because of what we're talking about today. So so guys, I guess but but before we get to the manga, I I did want to talk about a list that uh, that's been kind of roaming around on the internet a little bit. Uh, just a little poll again. I, I personally I I find these polls really interesting. Some people might not, but hey, whatever. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. Um. So I found this poll on Crunchyroll. I think it's from uh, Carapedia, where, which is a site where a lot of these polls come from. A poll where Japanese fans named the anime they'd watch if they had one day left to live. Now, first off, if I had one day left to live, I wouldn't spend it watching anime, but that's just me. Um, so apparently um, 54% of the respondents were male and 78.4% were in their teens and 20s, so, you know, a bunch of kids. Because, you know, I'm I'm not in my 20s at all. Um, so, um, I, I don't want to go over the entire list because cause I don't feel like it. But, um, but ba- basically, the, the most important thing is that uh, Gintama ranked at number two with 698 votes, which, uh, I don't know, are you guys surprised at that at all? Because I'm not. Mm. No, or you're not surprised, Jasmine? Not really. No? Yeah, I'm not surprised either. Uh, but what about you, Josh? What do you think about that? Well, I see, what I find more interesting, and I'm not surprised because I don't know a whole lot, and maybe I'm jumping the gun. You let me know if I'm jumping the gun, Colton. Okay. But they break it down to, to actually gender as well. It oh, yeah, that's right. It placed number one for women, right. um, which is kind of interesting I think it was for the same reason. I mean, if you look at the list, I mean, the three shows before that are, are Kuda Kuno Basket, uh, Uta no Maj- uh, Prince Sama, and then you have uh, Onohana. So it's like, it makes sense. And, I, and it just doesn't help that Detective Conan is right there after that. Yes, yeah, see, that that was one that struck me because it's like, why would you try to watch any Detective Conan before you die? Maybe they're hoping that Conan will show up and solve their case. I don't know. I get that 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 would be great. I see. I don't even know if I'll get to finish that show in my lifetime, let alone one day. I mean, well, maybe that was the point. Maybe that was the point. Is they're hoping that the last day they have to watch anime is the last episode of Detective Conan. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's never gonna happen. Uh, hey guys, what anime do you think shouldn't be on the list? Uh. <laughs> This um, was totally a troll question. <sighs> maybe, maybe not. I'm actually sure. Okay, let me look at this. Hold on. <laughs> Should have looked at it before then, Jasmine. No, I was okay. looking at the female male list. You know, to be honest, I, I, I didn't I didn't even see that part. So thanks, thank you, Josh, for pointing that out. Fucking oh. love lies. You're just jealous that that is higher than K-On. No, I hate that show. I, Jasmine, I, I didn't know you hated Love Live. No, it's just, it bothers me. Yeah, it's great for Moe, Moe boy. Great. But, personally, being a biased person I am, because I love another idol anime more than I love this idol anime. I, I, idol Master, right? Yes, I love the anime more than I love this. <laughs> and I have I have actually watched Love Live, and I literally sat there and was like, I can't do this. 
Yeah, I I've tried watching that too, and I mean I don't want to I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm I actually watched it for another podcast, but it's it's whatever. It's meh. Yeah, I mean I give no hate for people who love it. If you love it, you love it. But it's just personally not my taste because I feel that some of the conflicts in this in this show are rather forced, they're almost laughable. Yeah, I, I I can see where you're coming from. There is a specific um, conflict that shows up later on in season one, and I feel that it's so forced. Oh I'm my like, god, I I know what you're talking about, and I I, <laughs> I love I love how that ended, but I again I, I don't want to talk about it too much. I'm saving that. Yeah, the way it is is ridiculous. I'm just like this. So it funny. is it is kind of <laughs> it is kind of silly because it's like oh well I guess screw everybody else like you, you know what I mean, Jasmine? Yeah, I, I just I just couldn't do it. I was like. This show. Like whoever paid for that plane ticket's not getting their money back. Right. I felt I just, so sorry for that guy or whatever, but I just I, I just I can't I couldn't do it with the show. I try so hard. I try so hard to like it. But I couldn't do it. But anyway, yeah, Gintamba's number two, so that that's really all that matters. Which well, I mean, there, there was one thing. I'm gonna interrupt Colton. Oh, that's fine. Because oh. I think this is an interesting an interesting note. I'm studying the list as I'm listening. Yes, that man needs a plane ticket. Um, I'm looking at the man and the women, sorry, the, the, the difference between male and female. The yes. votes is kind of interesting because when you look at the, the top, like the top three, mm-hmm. the margins, I mean, the margins are, are really different when it comes to these. Like, for example, look at number 10 for women is attack on Titan. Right. You look at number 10 for, for men and there's a difference in 40 votes, you know, 42 right. votes to be exact. And okay. Okay. Whatever. Cool. Right. Look at Gintama versus number one for men, which is Clannad, mm. and the difference is only what twenty uh, something votes, twenty five votes, something like that. Yeah. yeah but then you look at number two, Kuroko no Basket versus Sword Art Online, and Kuroko buries it by like a hundred votes. Yeah, kind of. I, I but then just... you go back to Angel Beats for men. That's almost four hundred votes. It's nearly tied with Sword Art. But then you see number three for women is Uda Prince, which drops drastically from Kuroko, almost 500, almost tied with Gintama, about 50 below Gintama. It drops all the way to 223. So, I mean, like, literally, the top two contain almost more votes. Let me do the math real quick, Colton. You can cut it out. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight. Literally contain half, contain a third of the votes for this entire list. Hmm. So it's like, literally, women are much more skewed than the men. Men yeah. seem to have... I'm not saying that men have a more diverse taste than women. I'm not, definitely not saying that. But look at the, the votes that women... Or look at the shows that women voted on. They're huge shows. Like, Detective Kanan is number five. But Kuroko is a huge show right now. And mm-hmm. so isn't Gintama. Now, Clannad, Sword Art Online, Angel Beats... You look at the entire list for men, you know all these shows. Yeah, you yeah. Look, you look at the one, I mean, I guess technically you're going to know all these shows because they are the top, most beloved. But I'm saying the women's shows are not shows that necessarily people would, that hardcore anime weeaboos or whatever, you know. I guess what I'm saying is, versus American fandom, the men's list is is pretty well known. Whereas women, you have stuff like Doraemon or um, Detective Conan, which are both shows are not exactly mainstream American anime fandom. Which which is weird because Doraemon, as as of this recording, actually just got announced for another season on Disney XD. Oh really? Yeah, I I can't oh. wait to watch that. 
Um, so I think Doraemon's on its way, but I mean, again, I, I know what you're talking about, though. I know what you mean. And another interesting thing I noticed, um, and I guess this will pose a question to to both of you. I'm seeing here number nine for men is Dragon Ball. Number nine for women is One Piece. Does this mean that One Piece is Dragon Ball for girls? Um, Ooh, food for thought. It's, well, man, I was, see, I, I was going to say something, but then it's going to invoke another whole debate, and I don't think we have another two hours to discuss One Piece and women and all that stuff. That's, I, I yeah, let's, I don't know, That that is really interesting, though. I'm just saying, like, I'm just looking at this, and it's like, the way it's divided and broken up, it's like, huh, it makes you wonder a little bit. Yeah, it does. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's really weird. Um, but, yes, Jasmine? I was going to say, for what I'm looking at, um, I feel that the reason why One Piece is probably number nine versus, like, shows like Gantama and Kuro Kuro No Basketball, is it called Kuro No Basketball? Kuroko. Kuroko, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kuroko, I think the the reason it's so different is because when it comes to One Piece, yeah, it's a it's a great show. I'm not and I again Colton, I again it's one of those shows that I haven't watched but I did have try reading the manga. Yeah. Um it is very interesting. However, I feel as though that has something that has I think One Piece has more of a different element than the other two that makes sense. Uh, the the other two being the other two being more like, Oh, hey girls, come look at my pretty face. <laughs> yeah. Jade is a hundred sorry, Jasmine is hundred percent right on that here where Kurokono Basket very blatantly, like in the second episode, is sex appeal. Um and it's actually to be hundred percent honest, as a guy, I'm happy that's there <clears> because <throat> I feel like too often anime is looked at as this like for perverted dudes to watch. Right. So it's I'm happy that there's something for perverted girls to watch. Exactly. Why free was it? <laughs> but it, yeah, it just, like it a, just balances out because these perverts need to get married so the birth rate in Japan will stop falling. <laughs> Anime is the cure, people. Oh, boy. Yeah. Also, fun fact, not even related to anime, did you guys know that there is a there's this, um, people in Japan who, are, who make apartments? They're actually making apartments now with stripper poles so more people can start having sex to read. So basically, rebuild the population. <laughs> That's an interesting. I didn't know that. So that oh. is a whole type of new stimulus package. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I heard about that, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> and then, then I saw what it would look like. I'm like, oh my god. It's like the t- it's like a studio apartment with a random stirring pole in the middle. <laughs> ah, well, um, I did not expect this poll to generate this much discussion. That doesn't usually happen. I'm very happy about that. The uh, I can explain, or I think I have an idea how to explain why Gintama is number one for women, though. And oh. here's my here's my thinking. In the early '90s, samurai dramas were really popular on TV, right? Sure. Yeah. And yeah. so, who was the primary the primary viewership of those samurai dramas? I'm I'm assuming women. Yeah, women. They were the you know the the mom, the women would stay you know home and do the housework or whatnot, do the you know typical Japanese oh, society. Yeah, yeah. So they would be watching the samurai drama. Now I'm not saying it's these same old women who are watching Gintama, although that would still kind of makes sense in a way but i mean even even sorachi himself he said he wanted to do a, a shinsengumi manga because he saw what was it? i forget the name of it of the specific drama but there was a, a samurai drama he saw and he's like oh i want to make a manga about the shinsengumi 
You know what I'm saying? So it kind of, Gintama kind of touches on that culture a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that makes sense to me, the samurai drama, you know, in a country where the herbivore men are kind of a prominent problem, you have Gintama, which even though Gintoki is a total lazy, no good, whatever you want to insert explicitory here, he's still a passionate man who can, he's still a man, you know, he's still, he's not a little boy, he's not like, He's not Luffy, who's kind of, like, dumb. He's not like Goku, who's also kind of dumb. He's not like Naruto, who's also kind of dumb. I mean, you get my point. All these shonen archetypes have main characters which are kind of dumb at some point. But Gintama, Gintoki himself, he's dumb, but he's also able to solve his own problems. It's not like he needs his friends. He He's running away from problems, from my understanding, in some regard. So, like, if that makes any sense, he's not dumb, he's just irresponsible, which is a complete different aspect to take. So I can totally see this relating, or or being relatable or desirable to some aspect for female audiences in Japan. But, I mean, maybe I'm looking too deep into this, I don't know. I just, this is a really interesting poll. I think there are a lot of results you can see, a lot of speculation perhaps you could derive from this, but... uh, I'm kind of pissed that Fate Stay Night is even anywhere near this, but no, I'm not really surprised. Hentai, hentai is powerful. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so that that was an interesting poll. A lot of a lot of really interesting insight in there. Thank you, Josh. Um, and I think we should go on to the manga. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> This is the manga recap for chapter 47. I told you to pay attention to the news. That's that's, that's the chapter title. We, we start off here on the first page, and um, Kagura is freaking out about something. And I, I love <laughs> I love the detail on this first panel with her with her face. It's pretty great. And she's she's freaking out, and she's just she, she's getting up out of bed for some reason. And she's running around the house going health. Help me! Uh huh. That, that's that's my Kagura voice for for those of you who don't know Josh. Um, and yeah, she she's running around screaming, crying. <laughs> Just notice she's crying. And I guess Gin is shaving. I guess I didn't know he needed to shave at all ever. Yeah, did did you? See, I didn't notice he was carrying it like a like a like a little electric razor. I thought he was like brushing his teeth or something. Cause what I think we've seen him like have facial hair. Like all of one time in this entire show, that wasn't fake. I just, I'm sorry. I, I just thought that was kind of funny. And um, G- again, here's Kyra going, "Health, health me!" And Gin's just kind of like, "I, I, I think you mean help me. Like you learn better English, because you know we're Japanese." And uh, Kagura says, "There's a cockroach in her room." And Gin makes a funny comment and says, "Oh, strongest being in the universe is afraid of a cockroach. I mean, what the fuck's going on?" And Kagura just keeps going on. It's so creepy, and oh my god, help me! And Gin's like, yeah, it's it's helped me. Get it right. Come on. And um, Gin goes to look at what's going on, and he's like, you know, if 
if you want to live in Edo, I mean, you got to learn you got to learn to live with the cockroaches. I mean, that's just it's just normal. And he has a can of bug spray in his hand, and he opens the door, and then he's shocked, and then he screams in um, what I imagine to be a very high pitched uh, Sugita scream, which is my favorite kind of scream. And uh, while this is all happening, Shinpachi comes and he's like, "Oh, good morning. What's going on?" And Gin is like, "Oh man, it's, it's a c- c- cockroach. Help, help me!" And Kagura, Kagura, it's the same joke basically. Kagura's like, "Yelp, yelp me!" And Gin's like, "That's again, the still not it." And Shinpachi's like, "Oh, a cockroach? What, what's what's with you? I mean, li- living in Edo, that means that you have to do club activities with roaches, which is a weird thing to say." And um, Shinpachi's like, "Here, why, why, watch, watch how a real Edeko, you know, does it and stuff." You know, look at all cool and shit. And Gin is all like, oh, um, you might want to look behind you. And we see a giant, huge, disgusting roast. R- roast? Roach. And <laughs> I want to die. This this thing looks way too, um, way too well drawn. I hate Sirachi. I really, mm, I don't like roaches. So this is, this actually kind of scares me. Jasmine, what did you think of this page? I don't get bothered by cockroaches. Well, I hate you. Well, what 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 about you, Josh? So, I um hmm. <laughs> um. Do you, so, do you hate roaches? Let me just put it this way: I lived in California for a number of years. Okay, and um, California, especially when you're living in an area where the um, let's just put it this way: the housing is affordable does not mean that the housing is livable. Oh. And so one of my favorite experiences was going over to a friend's house and his mom decides he she was going to make us something to eat. And so above the table, they had this, you know, one of those talking basses. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I, I have one of those, yeah. Yeah, and like this thing was infested with cockroaches crawling in and out of its mouth, like literally a yard away from where we're eating. And I'm staring at this thing the whole time I'm eating. So I'm seeing this, and that is exactly – I can only imagine Shinpachi fa- feels how I felt in that situation. Yeah, exactly, because – uh, oh, what were you going to say, Jasmine? Is it, I understand completely because I grew up in a situation like that because I have a next-door neighbor and my cousins, and for the longest time from my childhood, I remember their house being infested with cockroaches to the point that they also sort of play down in front of me, and I would just see a cockroach, like five cockroaches go flying across the <laughs> oh god um, yeah i'm like yeah don't want to go to your house <laughs> jesus christ and and yeah i i could totally imagine how shinpachi feels because because he's so scared he yells hump me hump me and gin's like can we like that's not right we, we were better off when Kyra was going help me help me you know all that joke and uh, well, i think it's funny that the cockroach gets him from behind and he starts yelling hump me hump me that that is really bad out of context but um <clears throat> so what's happening on the next page, Jasmine? So apparently I'm guessing this is the news. Yeah, it is the news. Exactly. It's uh, it's it's the Edo, apparently. The reason I say that is because like multiple, multiple men in here. So I'm like, is it actually like the news or is it like a random talk show? <laughs> I, 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 I think it's a news slash talk show or something. That's what I'm feeling here. I'm like, there's multiple guys here. <laughs> but... Basically, I guess in, in news in news format, they they interrupt your normal programming to give you 
an emergency update of something, but apparently it's about these giant cockroaches that are appearing all over Edo. Oh boy, I'm never going to Edo, ever. And so, we figured out that one guest on this weird talk show slash news station hosting <laughs> is, of course, Prince Hata. Yeah, Prince Hata, you know, our favorite character, right? Bakoji! <sighs> <laughs> Basically, they call him a re- a re- Renown. Renown. <laughs> basically, he knows animals. Yeah, which I wasn't sure. That, that's such a neat little throwaway thing where it's like, oh, I guess he knows something about animals, but I'm not surprised because, you know, he does like to collect strange animals. And so the guy is asking Prince Hatsa, um, what are these really conferences? Well, no dipshits. No dipshit, No, no dipshit? Yeah. And, well, hey, let me say my words. <laughs> and, so, Hatsa, the Hatsa, he's like, well, of course, they're cockroaches. But are they native to Earth? Of course not. He's like, most likely they came here by spacecraft or whatever. And then so the guy, I think this is weird, I are you, are you talking about the old guy with the glasses? Is it the old guy with the glasses saying this crap? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I thought you were talking about, no, you're, it's the newscaster guy. Okay, so the newscaster guy is, I guess he's kind of like a talk show host, so he repeats everything the person says. Something so, like that, yeah. So he's like, so they're alien cockroaches. And then, so Hatha goes, well, actually, I like to call them space cockroaches. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, so the guy's like, no, I like to say alien cockroaches. And they get to this whole big argument about what exactly you should call them. Yeah, and I love how he's like, hey, you want to fight? I'm I'm a a fucking expert, apparently. Yes, I'll whip off my head tentacle and hit you with it. (laughs) That apparently pulls out blood. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I think of... I think of I think it was oh caretaker. Oh, <laughs> you, uh, you mean G? Yes, great. Like gangster G. I can think about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I man, what is that like? A two year old joke at this point? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> what? Oh, so I forgot your name. Uh, Catherine. Thank you. I think it's time to see. <laughs> so Catherine and. Oh. Otose. I'm sorry, there's so many O's in this It's Amano, this... come on. <laughs> it's just there's so many O's, I'm just like, oh my god. But I always get her, I always get her name, like, her and Shepaka's sister always mixed up, I always do. So Otose uh, and Catherine are just sitting there like, great, there's alien cockroaches in, in Edo now. And of course, because she's Otose, she's like, you better not be in my place. <laughs> And they all of a sudden she's like, what is going on upstairs? Because she's hearing noises. Oh boy. So apparently, so then we see Shinpachi, Kagura, and Kintoki just laying down the floor, I guess, from all the running they did. <laughs> so they're all trying to figure out what exactly were they looking at. All they, they don't even know if it was actually a cockroach. They're asking, was that really a cockroach? And because I think this is Kintoki talking. I, I think it's all Gin and Shinpachi. It may be. And so, Gim says, like, he doesn't know what it is, and I guess Simbadu, like, 
how, like, how will you not know? It's in your house. And, and I'm guessing he's talking to Shapachi, he's like, it's because of your lousy housekeeping is the reason why we have, hold on. No, I I think um because there's a aha in there, so that's probably Kagura. Oh, she has like a weird speech pattern in in the Japanese. Like she adds aru to everything for some reason. And I was like, I, I was interested when I picked this up. I sorry, I'm interrupting. No, that's but okay. No, you're fine. I was like, I was like, is the aha uh-huh, like is that how Viz represents her weird speech? Yeah, move? yeah. That that's how yeah. that's how they translate that. But it, okay, doesn't it also like, change? No, they're uh, out of out of all the things that are in, that they're inconsistent about. Unfortunately, that that's kind of their most consistent. Okay, because <laughs> well, apparently, what a lot of things that comes in this manga, they change a lot of things randomly. It's it's a lot of like really small stuff. That's like because because yeah. you could tell sometimes that multiple people worked on this and they can't like decide what to keep or not because they they do a lot of that with the um, honorifics too. Yeah. Oh, but uh, <laughs> please, but please continue, Jasmine. But yeah, so I get so Kakura I guess is complaining to Shibachi saying, well, maybe the reason Kakura, the cockroach is here is because you suck at housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> so of course Shibachi be Shibachi's like, you guys make more messes than I do, so don't talk. <laughs> and so to calm everything down, uh, Kitoki pulls out what looks like a strip, and he's like, well, maybe this is the reason why they're here. And Cocker goes like, "Oh, that's my that's my is it called salty seaweed? Yeah, it's the it's the pickled seaweed. For for some reason, because this is this is what I was talking about. Because because uh, Viz usually leaves that translated, you know, scumbu, pickled seaweed, whatever. But for some right. reason, they kept it as scumbu in this particular chapter, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, because you didn't well, say, oh. Hey, yes, Josh. You don't understand. It's all a for, it's all according to Kaitsu. Sh- shut up. I, I hate you, Josh. <laughs> Please continue, Jasmine. And uh, so she realized that, hey, it's been chewed on, which I'm thinking she's the one that chewed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're thinking, and so Gitoki thinks, maybe it's the pickled seaweed, like right here. <laughs> oh, that that's that's weird. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's Skombu in that one speech bubble, but it's pickled seaweed in the other. That's, that, that's really inconsistent. Exactly. So like, he's like, Maybe even this pickle seaweed has given them, like, given them unholy power to make them huge. <laughs> and, of course, being Cockroach, she's like, for real? This really happened? I, I, I think she believes it, because I, I think it's more like, a, for real? What? That happened? Right. So she's like, what, 12? <laughs> 14, but who's counting? I was like, I can, I can see her probably fall over that. <laughs> But again, if you see a giant crossroads, I think you'll probably, I think you'll just throw any theory out there. You're like, that makes sense. I mean, they they can they can survive nuclear explosions, so you never know. I think I probably feel the same way if I saw that. I'd be like, uh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but Shinpachi's like, uh, either way, it's so since they don't watch the news, they don't know that this is an uproar going to Edo, which I don't understand because I'm thinking they're outside. <laughs> mm. So if they're outside. They should be seeing each other cockroaches all over the place. But I, I don't. I don't know. But so Japaji thinks that this specific cockroach is only in their house, and they're worried that if he escapes out of their house, crap's gonna happen. Yeah, because they 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 think it's their fault. So it's like, oh man, we can't let this thing escape because exactly. we're gonna be in trouble. 
Exactly. So, so Itoki's like, we gotta destroy it, obviously. It's like, no matter what, we gotta not make it our problem. Um, but uh, what, what happens on the next page, Josh? So, I'm gonna kind of go about this in a little bit of a roundabout way. We'll keep the narrative, but of course... These next two pages artistically use a very interesting technique. Um, I don't know what it's called, but the idea is they use a focus. They, they, they put something visually as the focus that has almost nothing to do with uh, what's actually occurring at the time. Um, you see this kind of like in The Dark Knight when the Joker says they're going to have tryouts. He breaks a pool, uh, a pool cue, leaves it on the floor, and then the theater of the mind it kind of i think they call it the iceberg technique or whatever in writing where it's kind of where you read in between the lines exactly what's going on and so that's what we get with this first panel we have a view of the the, the doors um looking upwards so you can almost theorize from the panel before cuz they're stand, they're sitting up against the doors that maybe they're looking upwards uh and they're kind of with this new found resolve they have crap we got to kill the the cockroach they're asking well where exactly is the bug spray and then they the thought dawns to them Oh crap! We left the bug spray in there, or specifically Shimpachi, I suppose. And I guess with that, just one panel without you know talking about it too much, you can imagine the conversation that's going on instead of just drawing the characters again and again and again and again. Um, wisely, Sorochi decides he's going to draw a picture of just the panel. It gives a little bit more of room for you to decide what's happening. And so, what's interesting is the next panel, the conversation. They decide to use Shimpachi. And I didn't understand this. At first I was like, is there some sort of meaning to Shimpachi's name? But I guess not. They're just like, oh man, you're such a Shimpachi. And Shimpachi's like, dude, don't diss my <laughs> Shimpachi, dude. I don't even know what this means. I think it's just nonsensical slapstick. No, they're they're just making fun of Shimpachi is basically what it is. It's the show's winning gag. Yeah, it's it's like it's like if um if while doing this recap you mess up on a page and I were like, Oh, you're such a Josh. That's such a Josh thing to do. Like it's something like that. Right, I I got that, but I didn't know if there was like something because I didn't know if like Viz decided to translate it as just I don't know if Shimpachi's name had any meaning, I guess is what I'm saying. Like is Shimpachi's name just Shimpachi's name because it's not, Shimpachi's name? Not I don't not, know. not as far as I know, no. Okay. I didn't know either. But anyway. Then we get another shot there. We see the can. It's right there in the middle of the room. They're still arguing because the speech balloons have now turned into jagged about basically how foolish it was for Shimpachi to leave that in there. Shimpachi opens the door. He darts his head both ways. And he does the most solid snake roll I can <laughs> ever think of as he dashes into the room. And what's really cool about this is I, something like this is really simple. But this is a technique we saw Akira Toriyama employ a lot in his manga. And to me, Akira Toriyama is, is really good at depicting um, movement. There are only three pictures of Shimpachi. He, but we get the sense of he's moving across this vast space because the, the two panels before, we see the can. It's kind of in the middle of the room. So we have the idea of how the room is shaped. But in this one panel, they cock it slightly, or Sorochi cocks it slightly, so that way the ground, it's kind of uneven. The horizon line is uneven, creating the sense of uneasiness when you look at it, at least to some degree artistically. And then Shimpachi, three of him, one, two, three, but we have the lines, these overarching lines that depict the, the movement. I just thought it was a really nice way... I mean, again, it's just a typical manga. It, you know, it's, it's just it's a regular thing. It's almost average nowadays to see art like this. But I just thought it was interesting. Like, oh, that's a very economic way of showing movement for a stationary picture. 
we see, boom, he reaches out, he grabs it, he holds it up, and again, the only thing I could think of was, like, freaking Solid Snake for some reason, but <laughs> we see we see this, like, absolute resolve on Shinpachi's face, and he's like, I'm gonna kill this thing, and all of a sudden, out this corner of his eye, he's he's got, like, a look of concern. And then what's really cool, I'm glad they actually did this in the Viz. I, I, now, I didn't get to see it in the original Japanese, but uh, the Viz release did a really good job with this. We have an overhead view of Shinpachi, and the sound effects, I think this is very important to note, surround him. Now, in a medium where you don't get sound, you only have visuals, okay, there's no... How do you how do you get a surround sound type feel where it's surrounding him? They put a very, again, an awkward angle where the horizon line, again, is cocked at a, a, a interesting angle, and then they give you the skitter, 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 like all around him, and he's looking up kind of not knowing where it's at. And then, again... That technique we used before, they used the focus of the outside of the odd jobs uh, apartment, where he's just yelling, and again, theater of the mind. It's it's literally surround sound. It, yeah, exactly. And it's like, like these are the simple things that make a manga flow, the things that make it readable. And Sorichi did a really good job with this chapter in particular with that. So I mean, that's something I think the readers should definitely notice. But then they quickly cut back to the Edo, and. Uh, the Edo, we have the, the newscaster, and he's, like, reporting the incidents of people being bitten and injured by these cockroaches. And um, he refers to the prince, asking, well, what can be done? What, how do people respond to this? And we look at um, Prince Hada. Prince Hada, now, if you look, pay, pay very close attention. This wasn't so clear to me at first. He's got something in his nose. But when you turn back and you refer to they were fighting, it kind of starts to make sense. And, and as you see later, um, the joke kind of flourishes but um prince hada says oh yes these cockroaches they eat meat but uh you can't kill them and he's and they're like wait a second so stay away from all the giant cockroaches it's literally like the next panel they're they're arguing and they start arguing wait a second did you say giant cockroaches yes i said giant cockroaches and then they're arguing i kind of took this and maybe again i'm reading too much into this but in japan the media is very very controlled they spend a lot of time running around making sure that every news organization is reporting the exact same thing, the exact same time, that no one has any leverage over anybody. Which, if you think about that, that really isn't news, but the talk show host is trying to basically make sure Prince Hada is always not wrong, but under his thumb. So when Prince Hada says, they're alien cockroaches, you know, the, the, the talk show host is like, no, 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 this is... Uh, this is a, uh, a giant cockroach. No, no, that's what I said. No, that's what I said. It's kind of like that 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 iron fist. I don't know. It just maybe I'm reading too much into it. No, but, I, uh, I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I just I, think that's a slight culturalism. That's something you know. It's like over here in America, we make fun of Fox News. That's something only Americans would get. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying, and I I kind of agree. But uh, like when I was reading this, I took it as oh. You know, like I mentioned earlier, oh, the whole tomato, tomato, I say one thing, you say another. It means the same thing, whatever. That's what I took it as. But no, oh, exactly. I, but but no, I, I see what you're saying, though. That is a really interesting way to look at it. And then, of course, you know, that argument is going on. And I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to read it because I think it's hilarious. Prince Hada is the one who said, I said cockroaches. Do you want to go another round? And he's <laughs> the guy who's got, like, you know, the little, the, <laughs> you know, the nose stopper in there. So we already know how that's going to turn out. But again, theater of the mind. And then we cut back to Catherine and um, Amano, 
or uh, I guess as she's affectionately called, Otose. But to me, she will always be, ever since that one joke, Amino. But... Oh, oh yeah, Ayato. Is Ayato? I thought it was Amino. No, it's uh, it's with a Y. But, um, but oh, yeah. I've been corrected. I've been corrected. Because <laughs> I remember that joke in that one episode, Uchu Senkan Amino or Ayato, whatever. Because it's like, you know, at the Yamato or whatever. And I thought that was the funniest thing. Anyway. Yeah, I, I actually, it's funny. I, I, I listened to your latest episode about Yamato, and then I'm like, oh, you know what? That joke kind of makes sense now, huh? Exactly. Okay. So, like, to me, that count, that she has a special place in my heart as always being Mrs. Yamato. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. But anyway, she and then she's asking, okay, so we're not supposed to kill them. Why not? And then all of a sudden we hear, bang, 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 you know, or, or to be more exact, Tim, 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 Tim from upstairs and she questions exactly what's going on and then we see next page yes we do see next page is i i don't think i can i don't think i can follow up on that amazing analysis on those last two pages that was really good job josh actually you have to do it you have to be nabe shogun (laughs) um but uh yeah we cut we cut to upstairs at the odd jobs headquarters and gin and kagura are going ape shit on this giant cockroach and Gin's like, oh, what's the big idea? You turn it into a monster, and after all the food we left you? I mean, come on. I mean, you're literally <laughs> biting the hand that feeds you, I guess. And uh, the cockroach falls down, and Gin, holding his slipper, which he was beating the cockroach with, is like, Where, where's Shinpachi? And Kagura's looking around, oh, I can't find him. And um, Kagura says, um, oh, Gin, you don't think Shinpachi was eaten by this thing, do you? And... Gin just kind of brushes off and he's like, oh, don't, what are you talking about? I mean, even, I mean, yeah, he's pretty big, but even he couldn't eat Shinpachi. And then uh, the cockroach spits up, which is pretty gross, uh, but he spits up Shinpachi's glasses and they're just kind of sitting there, kind of taking this in like, "Uh aha, yeah, you gotta die now. And then they, like, they, they kick the shit out of the cockroach and they're like, oh, spit out Shinpachi, come on, spit him out, spit him out. And Gin just goes on this nonsense, and he's like, how did he taste, huh? Was he salty, spicy, uh, teriyaki-flavored, whatever? And Kagura makes a mention of how Sadaharu's missing, too, so that's interesting. And then, um, what happens here, Jasmine? So, as they're tormenting the poor creature, <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, it makes a really, really, sorry, like, the... Or scream. Yeah, he's uh, crying or whatever. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say this, but I don't feel like doing it. It's it's kind of it's kind of like a something like that. I I can't go that high pitch. I don't even know if the mic holy, caught that. Holy crap! How did you make that sound? Okay, do it. I actually I forgot to I forgot to mention earlier that that skitter skitter. Like I'm so used to seeing that uh, sound effect. Or I'm kind of familiar with it because I've read um, I've read Junji Ito's uh, Gyo, which is about these pretty much these walking sea creatures that um, try to invade Japan. It's really creepy. You should check it out sometime. Dude, full disclosure, just real quick. I'm sorry. I was afraid to mention it, but now that you did it, I'm going for it. Yeah. That whole scene with the skitter, skitter, skitter around Shimpachi totally reminded me of uh, Uzumaki. Yeah, yeah. He looks like that dude with the glasses. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. He he, he kind of does. But uh, yeah, I I always I always translate that as that that's that's my that's my Holy cockroach f- sound. Yeah. I am super impressed, Colton. I I'm I'm no Michael Winslow, but I mean, it's service. You're, you're like you're like Carl Winslow. <laughs> 
Oh, but um, I'm sorry. Anyway, continue, please, Jasmine. Oh, so <laughs> it um, makes it starts crying, or in a sense, making a noise. And of course, being the people they are, they're like, "Oh, it's crying," <laughs> and 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 they start taunting it, basically being like, "They're like, really? You think crying is gonna make it? Is gonna make Yugi and Shinpachi all okay?" And then and they're like, "So what should we do with this thing?" And so then finally they go, well, let's go to the office. And before they get finished, all of a sudden their door breaks down and thousands of giant cowboys come scurrying in and they just stare confounded. Ugh, God, this is my worst nightmare. This really is sort of turning into a Junji Ito manga, isn't it? Mm. I would say so. I'm sorry. Go on, Chess. <laughs> I was like, I know what it is. <laughs> I, I forgot you haven't read any Junji Ito stuff. He's basically a horror manga artist. He's super creepy. That's all you need to know. That is all you void. need to know. The procession of void. Yeah, yeah. So, so we go back to Mr. Edo, or the Edo Man. Mr. The Edo. Hey, that could be his name. Sure, <laughs> why, sure why not? That's, That's what we'll call awesome. It. Mr. The Edo, that's, that's his name now. Okay. Mr. The Edo. He goes, okay, I'm going to repeat this again. If, if you see one of these cockroaches, please don't try to kill it. Because honestly, it's going to call reinforcements. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jasmine. This, this sounds like the most, like, relaxed newscaster ever. Like, hey, look, just, just so you know, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to mess with these, okay? Just don't even try. You're going to get killed. I, I just like the way you read his dialogue, but I'm sorry, continue. You shouldn't be saying it like that. <laughs> saying it like in news now, there is no. Don't say it in my own voice. It's not gonna work. <laughs> but as he goes back to um, Chris Hotta, but instead he calls him Chris Hot Air. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm guessing the beef is still there. The beef between them is still there. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "So what should we do?" And the guy and Hotta's like, "What you just call me?" <laughs> And so he, like, totally ignores him. He's like, oh, looks like our life is connected. And he's like, don't ignore me. So he tries to figure out, uh, Hana? How do you say this? Uh, Han- Hanano? Ha- ha- Hanano. Hanano? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, he's like, so what's going on over there? She's basically, she's like, I'm in the kabo- Kabuki. 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 Go, got it. Kabuki. 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 Right? Kabuki Cho, yeah. yeah. Yay! <laughs> oh wait, actually, I'm I'm sorry, Jasmine. I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah, that that is weird. They they have it spelled out Kabuki Ko, huh? That's why I said Kabuki Ko. That's okay. That's interesting. That's a typo there. Is that a typo? Yeah, that's it's a it, it's it's um it reads Kabuki Ko. Oh, uh, that's right. Cause oh yeah yeah. Kabuki Cho is how it's supposed to be. Cho. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Okay. Well, maybe she says it wrong in the original. Or maybe, or maybe the guys at Viz have made a typo, like some. Like, yeah, that's probably do. much more likely. Like, like <laughs> Josh, I'm not even kidding. We've we've covered manga chapters of the manga where like, uh, where characters will have their dialogue in different bubbles, and oh. completely ruins the flow of the conversation. And it's like, well. Man, so the quality checkers for this series obviously were getting paid top dollar. Jesus Christ! People read Gintama. That's all I can say. I guess. I guess so. Um. Anyway, please continue, Jasmine. Um. But they were. She's like, I'm in Kabuki. 
It's a book to show. There we go. Sorry, but I booked your Japanese name. Sorry. <laughs> And she's like, is she's like, basically, this district of Edo is infest is heavily infested with the cockroaches, and as you can see behind me, how they will do this <laughs> is basically all, all these cockroaches, and basically where the, all the crap is happening is the most hor- is the most horrifying crap I've ever seen. Yet I'm not with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she is a newscaster. Yeah, but even newscasters freak out. <laughs> I if I remember the oh the whole like this is a cough. <laughs> <laughs> If you remember that one, that's a good one. Or the black guy who got a, who got a fly caught in his mouth, and he totally went from talking professionally to the most urban speech ever. <laughs> so it's a nice way of putting it. Yes. So basically, she's like, the numbers are growing and they're reproducing, and basically they're reproducing really quickly. She's like, and pretty much by this point, it was doomed. Yeah, like, there are cockroaches everywhere, like, on buildings and in the trash, and it's it's a it's a big, giant mess. But uh, please continue for us, Josh. Um, so, what was his official name now? The Japanese Tom Brokaw? Oh, Mr. <laughs> the Edo. Mr. the Edo. I like that. Okay. So, Mr. the Edo, of course, like you said, the beef is still there. And so he decides, Viz decides to translate it as Prince Halfwit, which I guess is, is a good translation, considering Hada... And then Halflet, you know, it's you can't just use Baka, but again, I mean, for those, it's Baka OG, the same joke being played again. And, you know, Prince Hada doesn't take too nice to that. And so Newscaster just completely, you know, brushes him aside until Prince Hada reveals, no, the reason for it is because there's a queen in that area. And uh, basically, she's laid tons of eggs. All these are... Uh, what's it say here? I'm trying to sort it from what the anime said. Okay, it says something different in the anime. But basically it just says that she's laid thousands of eggs, and it has this really cool picture. Again, like, I guess maybe watching anime and looking for, like, the economic aspects of things, I kind of see it in manga too. That last panel is super economic, where it's like, it's literally just black. So, I mean, it's kind of easy to do, and the earth is just this tiny circle, and it's got a roach on top of it. And, um... Like I said, super economic. But you get the picture. It's showing you this time. It's kind of using the opposite of the theater of the mind, but at the same time using the theater of mind, it's kind of this weird paradox. You get the picture, quite literally, of this giant roach invading the Earth. But what you're doing in your mind is you're interpreting this as roaches being rulers of the Earth. You see what I'm saying? It kind of does this double play. Yeah. Um, then, of course, the, you know, uh, Mr. The Edo... It's like, okay, so we just got to get rid of the queen, right? That's all you're saying? You had this big dramatic speech just for that? Prince Hui? And it's like, dude, come on! It, you know, oh, wait, sorry. He doesn't call him Prince Hui, he just calls him Hui. And he's like, well, if you're going to call me Hui, at least add Prince, right? And so, <laughs> it's it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And then we finally get a close-up on his face. Now, the thing is, as Prince Hada is explaining this, we don't see his face, really. I mean, in that first panel there... At the top of the page, you kind of, or the, the top of the first page I'm describing here, you kind of get a glimpse, but now you get a full blown picture. He's got two stoppers in his nose and a black eye. And. <laughs> but, but basically, he doesn't, he doesn't want to give up. It's Prince Hada. I mean, like, I was kind of ex- excited to see how far this joke was going to go because to me, the episode can't end until Prince Hada loses his, his Piccolo um, thing. His antenna. 
yeah, yeah. It can't end until he loses his antenna. Unfortunately, we don't get that far in this chapter, but this is as much as we get to see Prince Hada get the crap kicked out of him. And Prince Hada says, no, no, no. There is one way we can distinguish the queen from all the other different cockroaches. It says, Goro, on the back. And they're like, wait, why, why, why is it written, why is Goro written on, on the queen's back? This makes no sense. And he's like, oh, that's the name I gave her. And <laughs> basically reveals that he is the one who once again has endangered the earth with his, with his dangerous pets. And, um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious because this whole fight has been going on. And then at that last panel, the, uh, <laughs> well, okay, the panel before that, the, uh, literally Mr. Dieto says, and I'm just going to have to read it because it's so gold. It says, what did you just say? And then Prince Hada's like, oh my, did I say too much again? Basically, Prince Hada understands what's coming. And the next panel, it cuts to, um, Otose and Catherine. And it just says, please stand by with the, uh, Colton, do you want to do the TV sound? Something, something like that, yeah. But the interesting thing, right before I, I, I let, before I let you go, Colton, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's okay, that's okay. I was like, Goro, I heard that before. Besides being the name of Miyazaki's son, yes, I'm calling Miyazaki's son a cockroach, um, <laughs> there's... There's actually a meaning behind Goro. There's actually several meanings behind Goro. And I think the one, I can't read kanji, so I know someone's going to correct me and be like, Josh, you're overstepping your bounds here. But I thought it was interesting. I think the most suiting one is um, Goro is the sound effect for a cat purring. Oh, okay. It's the amanomanopia for um, um, a cat purring. And I thought that made sense given Prince Hada's character, always collecting pets, you know, and it's kind of like, this is... Not something you want to cuddle. No, no, not at all. But at the same time, it won't brush up against your microphone, so... I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hate your cat, Jasmine. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry. Go on, Josh. That, that's, that's it. I mean, like, I just thought that was interesting, given Prince Hada's character, that he would name something so abominable, but yet suiting as, you know, like some pretty cat noise. or You know what I'm saying? Like, cats yeah, are considered, yeah. like, cuttable and stuff. I'm sitting here cuddling it, and, and, and like, no, no one wants to cuddle a giant fucking cockroach. Yeah, not not at all. So, on this next page here, we're still at the uh, snack house with Catherine and Otose watching TV or whatever, and and uh, Otose's just kind of like, oh, Goro is written on his back, huh? You know, who cares? We're done for, whatever. She's sitting there smoking. Otose know, knows how, how it is, and that's why I love her. And, um... And then she keeps hearing you no know, noises upstairs again. She's like, will you fucking keep it down up there? I'm trying to smoke. It's not what she says, but you know. And uh, <laughs> we, we see we, we, we see we see all these just a pool of giant cockroaches, something made out of my nightmares. And like I could just imagine them just crawling all over each other, you know, <laughs> God, grossing myself out. And um, Gin has no choice but to hide in Kagura's uh, bedroom. Yes, that is Kagura's bedroom. She sleeps there, and uh, and he's like, "Oh, don't don't come any closer!" And trying to kick him away and all that stuff. And he's like, "Oh, look, I'm sorry. All right, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to crush all your cousins and shit. Just stop, please." And Kagura is in a fetal position, crying. She looks so terrified, and and she's she's trying to. She's like, "Hey, Shub, try to sleep. Oh, one cockroach, two cockroach, three cockroach, and." Gin's like, you're supposed to count sheep, not roaches. Stop. You're going to get eaten if you fall asleep. And, and she, he's trying to snap her out of it. 
and but before I before I continue on, I noticed this thing because uh, Jasmine, I think you were on for when we covered the um, Otsu murder mystery, right? Remember that chapter? I'm going to assume you don't, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> throwing Jasmine under the bus. I um, don't worry, Jasmine. I don't remember it either. Well, you well, it hasn't come up for you in the anime yet, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so um, because if we remember from that, uh, Kagura got an autograph from a uh, from a drama from a uh, uh, from an actress from a drama she watches or that she used to watch uh, from Pinko. Which uh, she hangs up in her room, which we saw in a chapter afterwards. I forget which one off the top of my head. But um, it's weird because in the Viz release here, they translate it to sugar, which I thought was kind of weird. I don't, I don't know if, I don't, I don't know if Pinko's like some kind of pun or something, or if that's like, well, yes. Well, Gintama's doesn't doesn't Gintoki have a plaque reminding him no like low blood sugar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does, but th- this is this is different though. This is. This is an actual um, autograph from from a drama star. Well, I was just thinking, like, this is lazy. I can <clears throat> see them translating just a sugar. Well, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying, though. I don't think it, like, that, that's an that's a that's a person's name. I don't think it actually means anything, as far as I know. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I chalked it up as one of those things where like, Viz just kind of unnecessarily edits out all of the Japanese uh, text on things and replaces it with English for. Kind of almost no reason, really, other than, oh, everything has to be English, but, I don't know, I, I just thought that was kind of a weird little change there, because that's, as far as I know, that's not actually what that's supposed to mean, but, um, anyway, again, it notices that there's something, there's something small crawling on, on the wall there, but then we cut back to Mr. The Edo, and he's just letting everybody know that, hey, remember, Goro is what's written on this thing's back, so if, if we kill the queen... No, no new roaches will be hatched. So someone please find Goro. The fate of the world is in your hands, which is funny because Gin found um, Goro, the small little cockroach queen. And Gin, obviously not knowing what the hell is going on, is like, what? What the hell is a Goro? So, Josh, what's uh, what's going on in the next two pages here? Well, first we need the sound effect. There you go. Oh, man. It makes my spine tingle. How yeah, it's, it's, see, it does, right? Oh, that's horrible, but it's kind of cool. It makes me jealous. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, all right. So Gin apparently has balls of iron because he's freaking holding a cockroach the size of I don't know how big is this thing? Like a banana? I don't know. It's not that big. It's probably but... the size of the palm of his hand, maybe. Oh, it's got yeah, it's got to be big. It's maybe about the size of maybe like a flip phone once it's closed. Oh God, yeah, mm, it's gross. That is, it's like that's a huge freaking roach, and he's holding it in his hand, and he's like, he's contemplating death, and he's like, man, we're gonna die. Let alone he's been fending these cockroaches off. But anyway, he's like, well, I guess this is it. I guess I'll let you go, and he calls it karma, right? So he just kind of throws the roach or whatever, and then all of a sudden. Boom! The door opens up, and Shinpachi's back with, like, full gear. He's got freaking gas tanks on with, with all this um, roach killer and stuff, and he just comes in commando style and just... Do you have sound effects for the for the spray? Um, I don't know. Psst. Well, I can make that sound effect. Okay, fine. <laughs> and he totally, just, he totally just sprays everything going... Psst, or I guess I can't make that cool sound. But anyway... And Shinpachi is totally like, 
killing these roaches and and Gin is like, whoa, you're alive! And so Shinpachi makes his way all the way to the other side of, of, of the room trying to save Gin. He throws one of the, the tanks and says, save your good karma and your metaphysics for later. And they start fighting, you know, back to back, kind of like uh, reminiscent for me. Again, I don't think this is intentional, but it reminded me of Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> when, <laughs> when Miriam and Indy are in the snake pit. Oh, boy. You know. It's like, yeah. wave, it, wave it at anything that moves, and they're just sitting there, like, literally spraying all that crap. But anyway, um, Shinpachi basically tells them what's going on, because, unfortunately, as was the title of our life lesson this time, I told you to pay attention to the news. These guys have not been watching or reading the news. They have no idea what's going on in the outside world. They think this is totally an isolated incident. And they're like, crap, we got to take care of this inside our house before the whole world knows. And they're fighting everything on it, and uh, Shinpachi tells him, well, the only way we're going to be able to do that is if we kill Goro. And Gintoki hears this, he's like, uh, can, can you repeat that, please? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, just kill, you know, the one with Goro on its back. And he's like, ah, ha, 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 fuck. Yeah, so, so what happens here, Jasmine? And so Gintoki just slowly pans his head over, and he's like, what could be more dumber than the man who just, who's about to destroy the world. <laughs> and Shapaji's like, yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> sorry, the timing on that was amazing. I'm, I'm sorry, Jasmine, go on. He's like, he's like, yeah. Wait. <laughs> wait, what now? And he's like, wait, you don't mean that you saw, that you saw her. He's like, it did finally, like, I think Gintoki, like, kind of just freaking flips his crap he just realized he just had the he literally just had this basically he could have just saved the world but he let it go he's like i had it in my hand and i let it go <laughs> and he's like going through his sanity right now so he's cracking up oh jeez. and then jabaji's like where did it go um gitoki he's he's just done now he's like really it doesn't matter now honestly i just want to go and eat some steak as my last meal, because that's all I'm gonna do. Because I'm done here, <laughs> and poor Cocker over here is still trying to get over her trauma <laughs> by still calling roaches. And Shimbachi's like, "Dude, seriously, get yourself together. Stop acting this way. We need to stop. We need to handle the situation." And oh, and you just see this little—you see Goro just going out of the way. And it makes us over to the other room. And then we see that Sayoharu is hiding under... I forgot what it's called. Uh, the uh, Kotatsu. The Kotatsu? Yeah. He's just lay there. I guess he's cold. Or he's scared. And he's probably, <laughs> yeah, he's probably fucking scared because of all these giant cockroaches that are probably as big as him or bigger. Well, we also realize that he likes to lay under there when he's cold. So. That's, that, that's true, yes. So he either was like, I'm cold or I'm scared. <laughs> so he sees... Goro, and he's just, and they're just like, they kind of just make eye contact. <laughs> and he's just like, I kill you. <laughs> and he goes to sleep. <laughs> and he's like, we're done here. That, that, that's, that's a pretty amazingly anticlimactic end to the chapter we just covered. So, oh boy, so let's, let's, let's just kind of go around here. Um, Jasmine, what do you think of the chapter? Um, Pretty, it's it's pretty entertaining when you really think about it, like how over the top it is. Yeah, it really is. 
But then again, it's a Prince Hada, it's a Prince Hada ma- manga chapter, so... Yeah, you, you seem to cover a lot of these. Yeah, so when it comes to Prince Hada, you know something ridiculous is gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, did you, um, did you happen to think this chapter was particularly funny at all? It's pretty amusing. Again, again, I'm more that person that likes the, the anime more. Ah, okay. I like the anime style of how this is played out. Okay. Well, well, we'll have more thoughts on that, I guess, in the anime segment, but, um, was that about it for your thoughts? <laughs> okay, well, let, let me know if you have any thoughts while we're talking here. Uh, Josh, what about you? What do you think about this chapter? General thoughts. Um, so, to totally commit blasphemy and seppuku on the show, oh, boy. like, I don't, I don't really read Gintama, I kind of more watch it and then resort to the manga every once in a while like i got the first volume just to kind of compare but i don't mainly read gintama i kind of watch it more often than not okay so you know watching or reading this in particular i read it first i read this before i watched the uh, episode as per your suggestion colton and i see why um not that it was inferior by any means but there are certain things that were added in the anime that weren't necessarily in the chapter but that's not that's not what we're talking about here um my thoughts on the chapter, I think this is where Gintama really shines. It has the the stereotypical situation. It's like a sitcom, you know? Yeah. Where it's an average situation, like a cockroach is pretty much an average situation. I mean, I guess some of you are saying, well, a giant cockroach is not an average situation. But this is Gintama. So in a world where, you know, a giant dog hides under your kototsu and just, you know, hangs out there. So like, like a cockroach is, is par for the course. And, um, but it's the characters. It's really the characters that make this, this chapter work. Because if Kaguda wasn't herself, you know, being her typical Kaguda-ness, you know, half the, I mean, think about this way. I want you just to imagine, and this is a rhetorical question, so no one has to actually answer it, but I want you to imagine just how this story would have gone if we had subtracted one of the three main characters. How would the story have flowed? Without them. Again, it's a rhetorical question, but you see what I'm saying. Right. The comedy would have been drastically different. That's just my opinion on this chapter. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Okay. Yeah, I like, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, um... See, it's it's funny, because, um... Last, last episode, we had kind of covered, um... I guess I was, I was sort of down on the last chapter we covered, because, uh, for those... I could, for just to catch you guys up, we... We, uh, we covered a chapter... Actually, I don't think I don't think you're gonna watch this for a while, but uh, Josh, but uh, but Jasmine, if you remember, we were covering uh, the the chapter slash episode where uh, Hasegawa ends up in the hospital and um, and he tries to help that one nurse um, basically ask Katra out. I don't want to give away the punchline, oh, Josh. Yeah. Maybe, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, we were covering that manga chapter last cha- or last episode and. I was sort of down on it because, like, I guess because there wasn't really a lot we could discuss about it, and we and we ended up like going on a tangent about Ace of Diamond for some reason, which I edited out. But um, at first, I was kind of like, oh, "This isn't really all that great," I guess. Like, but um, like like going through it was a lot of fun, though. But I think by itself, like it's it's not bad. It's like there are little there are a lot of little funny things in there, like you know the like the uh, the transgression with. Uh, with Hada and uh, Mr. The Edo, quote unquote, 
is uh, pretty funny because, you know, Hada is such a little bitch and he thinks, oh, yeah, I could take this guy on even though he just kind of beat me up like two times, whatever. So, I mean, I, I like little stuff like that. And I also like uh, Shinpachi's little moments where, you know, obviously he's the butt of jokes and he's a Shinpachi. So, yeah, he's useless and that's the joke. But um, but we, we, but at least you and me, uh, I almost called you Kagura. Uh, you and me, Jasmine, <laughs> um, know how awesome Shinpachi can be. So it's kind of funny to look back on some of these things in retrospect and how much they kind of shit on Shinpachi. But yeah, I, I agree with Josh how character driven this really is because uh because without Gin or Shin or Hada, this thing wouldn't feel very complete, I guess. Because, you know, again, they're they're kind of important. But uh anyway, I, I thought it was an amusing little chapter, um, with kind of a kind of an unpredictable punchline. Like when I first watched this in the in the anime, I didn't think, oh, Sadahar was totally going to save the day. Like, I think that's such a funny, anticlimactic way of ending the chapter. <laughs> and it's really cute. Like, hi, I give you, like Jasmine said. And, um, I guess other than that, like, it's, it, it was, it was a pretty, it was, it was an amusing chapter. Like, I, I think I like this one a little bit more than the last one we covered. And, like, so something I've kind of noticed about this particular volume that we're covering material from, um, again, if I had a more, like, uh, consistent co-host on this thing, which unfortunately I don't nowadays. I, I wish we could do like full volume discussions because I feel like so far this particular volume of the manga that we've been covering isn't, um, I feel like a lot of the material in this volume in particular is pretty forgettable. Like, cause me and Jay have talked extensively about like the Tendoshu stuff and how, how, you know, there's such big players in the story and they get introduced in this volume, but, the material itself is sort of forgettable, and it's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, that existed, that happened. Like, there's a lot of that in this volume so far, and even with, like, the next chapter I think that we're going to be covering is sort of just like, yeah, it's there. Like, you don't think of this material when you think of Gintama. Like, uh, it's not a ma- it's not material that you look fondly back on and like, oh man, this was great, yeah man, this was awesome. But um, I'm not, not to say that's bad, it's just, it's just forgettable to an extent. Like again, this is just a, this is a lot of stuff where me personally, I look back and I'm like, oh, that thing happened, cool. But uh, again, that's not to say it's bad. I I thought this chapter was amusing. A lot of little funny things in there that I kind of appreciate more when I um go through it. But uh, did anyone else have anything they wanted to say before we end? Okay. I'm pretty good on my end. Well, I will say this: there is one thing that actually I'm surprised. I guess they have to do it because of volume space. Oh uh, yeah. Because. I was surprised that when Mr. D. Edwards, like, killed the queen, that Hada didn't say anything. Yeah, because Pada probably at that point was like, you know what, I've tried fighting this guy, like, three times. Three t- third third time is not the charm. I think I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. Probably. Well, because Hada always was like, don't, don't hurt my babies. Yeah, but, you know, he, he always gets fucking... Uh, pushed back by his animals because, you know, his animals don't actually love him. Animals hate him. <laughs> Nobody loves Hada. No one loves Hada. Not even his mother. That's why she sent him to Earth. Oh. His He's dad like didn't. the anti-Superman. Uh. True. Even his own character take... His own caretaker... God damn it. His own caretaker hates him. 
yeah, like GG fucking hates him, and he's he's always he's always doing whatever he can to like you know kill him off or like push him on to somebody else or something like, which is pretty funny. I don't like I and I think I brought this up on a on a earlier episode, but I I don't know why he works for him still. And like and ja- I think Jasmine mentioned uh, get, um uh oh what what did we call him Jasmine? I think we call her Gangster G. Gangster G, some something. Or, or ga- Gangster Matt, like Matt, something weird. We we gave a weird name. G G Westside. Oh yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Th- see, th- this is this is this is where I'm like, man, I really want to know the backstory on some of these characters because it's like, why do you still work for him? Like, why do you deal with this? Are you getting paid well? I hope he's getting paid well. I'm thinking he's getting paid pretty well, like Butler. He's probably getting paid like a butler, pretty much, probably. He's sort of like the butler from uh, from Fresh Prince, except he's not as charming or funny. Exactly. But even then, we realized that apparently he wasn't getting paid well either. It was up. Are you are you saying that? <laughs> yeah, the guy, like the butler from Fresh Prince, was getting paid well either. Oh the, yeah, oh yeah. The, remember oh. when he got, he got to asking, yeah, he kept asking Uncle Phil, like, can you give me a raise? He was like, no. He's like, did I quit? <laughs> I love Fresh Prince, but um, yeah, uh, Josh, did you have anything more to say before we go on? On the note of Fresh Prince and Gintama, I will not be happy till Will Smith plays Gintoki. That is all. You know what? Oh my god, that'd be great. I would be okay with this. They match so well. Oh my god. Now this oh, is Will- a story all about how the Amano came to Japan somehow. <laughs> Well, I think. Well, first off, you made Jasmine's day, and second, uh, on that note, uh, you can buy Volume Six again, Tama, and the rest of the series on Amazon, or if you want to purchase it digitally, <laughs> too bad, sucker, you can't, because because uh, you got you got to send a tweet over to Viz at Viz Media on Twitter and tell them, hey, we kind of want to buy this digitally on Viz Manga. That that's kind of the best way to do that. But you know, again, you could you could still buy Volume Six on Amazon and the rest of the series, which. As of this recording is fortunately still in print, but um, but yeah. So actually, you mentioned that there's actually a good point. If we want to bring Gintama back, I know Right Stuff is constantly you know begging for the right to be able to print on demand. Oh yeah, that's right. Right Stuff, however, is n- notoriously horrible for their backlog, and part of it is because they're trying to get that you know print me more so I can have it. Like I ordered the first volume of Gintama from Right Stuff. And it has the new the new glossy cover. This this number or sorry the um, the new um, it's not glossy. What do you call it there? Where it has a little bit more of a feel to it instead of the it's not the gloss. It's the the ten dollar volumes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they raised the, the price up, they also changed the feel of the covers. But anyway, I ordered the newer the newer release, and it took forever to get it. However, this you know the the, the six I have here is is the glossy old release, and the thing is, Viz you know wants money. They would rather reprint Dragon Ball again than print Gintama, and that's a damn shame. But my point is, if you can, and I understand, because I ordered through Amazon because I want my stuff in a time when I remember that I still want it. Yep. Um, but if you're looking to really support the series, like definitely, I I suggest ordering through Right Stuff simply because that's like a pure anime retailer. We really should support Right Stuff much as we can. But that's my two cents. I'm stepping off my soapbox. I'm no, I, I I agree with you, but and 
I, I really should promote that a bit more, but I, I think the, the only reason I don't do that, I, I do it very inconsistently, is because every time I check on Write Stuff to see if a volume is available, I always get, a, oh, more arriving soon, which which I always just assume meant, oh, we don't have any more. Yeah, can someone please tell me when soon is like on the calendar for Write Stuff? Because I had to cancel an order that was too much. Anyway, that's that's another... That's another topic, but yeah, yeah, that, that's the only reason why I don't I don't promote that as much because I never know with them. Right stuff restocks as often as Kentucky pays rent. Ha, huh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, maybe I should do that a bit more. Um, if it if it is on Right Stuff, if Right Stuff says that they have this particular volume in stock, you should get it from there too. Um, actually, um, you could maybe even get it a little cheaper. I know they, I know a lot of their, like, $10 Viz volumes, they sell for, like, seven bucks, I think. Yeah, something like that. Like, eight or seven bucks. That's, it's, it's a little cheaper. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about it for the recap. So we should go on to the next thing. This is the Life Lessons segment for Lesson 47. I told you to pay attention to the news. So, um... Yeah, how many of us pay attention to the news? Because I'll be completely honest, I kind of don't pay attention to the news. I kind of sort of live in my own little bubble, honestly. But that, that's just me personally. I'm the person that doesn't like to watch the news because of... Like, I want to say about two to three reasons. Because one, personally, I don't like being bothered by negativity. Yeah, me too. So I understand they're trying to inform you of what's going on in the world, but I understand. But I'm like, yeah, but that's negativity. I don't need in my life because it's gonna make me feel extremely, make me feel extreme anxiety, and I'm gonna be over paranoid over nothing. Yeah, because um, I know how that feels because um, I still live with my um, with my parents at the moment, and um, sometimes I'll come upstairs and. To see how my dad's doing or whatever and uh he'll and like he constantly watches the news like he i don't i don't know what particular news station he watches but i sometimes i catch him watching like cnn or fox news or something and he'll like drag me to the corner and be like hey hey uh hey there son uh you, did you hear about this massacre that just happened and i'm like no i didn't and then he'll just go on oh did you hear about uh, all these people that got murdered and i'm like no, I, I didn't. There's a reason I didn't catch that dad. And then I'm just like, well, I guess I'm depressed. <laughs> See, that that happens to me every once in a while. They'll they'll start you know confronting me, and I say, what's the difference between me and them? And then that catches them aback, and I say, I don't wear hockey pants. <laughs> that was a Batman reference. I'm sorry. You can cut that out. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but uh, yeah, me personally. I agree with Jasmine. I just, I'm just, I just don't watch the news. So what, what, what about you, Josh? How do you feel about that? Um, I think the news has changed to opinions, and yeah. so I think, yeah. I, honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to kind of the, the, my idea with the, the Gintama thing. I think, especially with this, this episode, now that we're talking about the, the manga versus the anime, um, the anime kind of has this. 
it has a more news the, the the news section is is much more flushed out. I loved the episode compared to the anime. I like uh, sorry the episode compared to the chapter. I liked the episode much better. The reason being is because I thought it captured that whole situation of the news in Japan much better than it did in the manga where like a TV broadcast is a very audible visual thing. I mean, that's the whole point. It's, it's a moving picture, right? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. The manga does a good job because it is kind of bland. It's the same thing you're being reported all the time. And that's just how the news is period. The news is the news. I mean, so everyone's going to report about the same thing, you know, the tricky part. And what happens nowadays with the news is it, it, it goes to this opinion piece where now they're trying to push an agenda, and it's just, uh, look, I got my own agenda I need to be pushing, so I don't have time, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I got my own life, and the thing is, I can't affect the world. I can only affect the small circle of influence I have. As long as I can improve the value of that, that small circle of influence, then I'm doing something. My news is good, you know what I'm saying? I cannot change the horribleness in the world. That is outside of my circle of influence, so... You know, I don't know. Now we're getting into to something different. But I, no, I guess to, once you cut it all out, uh, no, I don't listen to the news, Colton. I was going to say, but also, I can sound ignorant or arrogant about this, but I don't watch it because I, besides negativity, I don't want to know. I kind of want to keep myself blindsided. And you can say this very ignorant or arrogant to do because you're like, because I'm basically saying you're, you're trying to avoid conflict. And I'm a person that doesn't like to see problems. And yeah, I understand the world is filled with problems, but I don't need to keep, I don't need to be reminded about it every day. Yeah, I, I completely agree because I'm a person that fucking stresses and worries about the stupidest things, really. Like, if Jay were on, she, she could fucking tell everybody how much I worry about everything, no matter whether I need to worry about it or not. So I, I, I worry about everything. So. But isn't the other thing is it's not our problem. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and I know that that might make us sound like like assholes, but I mean that's that's just right. that that that's just that's just kind of how it is. Like, you know, I'm sorry that like, oh, that person like 20 minutes away from me was murdered, and I or something like that, and I I feel sorry that this kind of stuff happens. It is horrible, but I mean, I, you know, and I'm sure most people can agree when I say, you know, we all have our own lives to worry about for the most part. We can't spend all the time worrying about other people. That's not to say that you know we shouldn't, but you know you get it's there's but you basically got to find a balance in there. That's a good point because if you if you are not aware of what's going on, then you're going to end up causing the same problem. Exactly. Yes. I, I think in this case, I don't think anybody is going to reoccurring the problem of giant cockroaches. Uh, thankfully, yes. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I was going to say personally on my level because there's a lot of things like this. I'm just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, for instance, there could be hurricanes going on. And luckily, I don't live near oceans. So think about it. Think about if you live, like, in New Jersey. They're like, hey, hurricane's coming, and you don't know about it because you don't watch the news. <sighs> so you just simply look at the sky like, it looks like a forest coming in. You know what? That's a, re- that's <laughs> a really good point. wonderful day today. <laughs> like, you know, Holy what? fuck! The wind! It's a wonderful day today. <laughs> right, you're just, out, you're just walking by, you're like, oh, why is this so cloudy? I mean, I don't understand why. I haven't seen my neighbors in a couple of days. Okay, the, okay, you really should be checking the weather. That That's important. Well, I don't check the weather. 
<laughs> there's a reason for that too. That's another whole topic. I don't check the weather. Okay then. There's my there's a whole other reason why I don't check the weather, but I understand why this works literally. <laughs> because there are things that can be like, hey, yeah, there is a serial killer in your neighborhood. You don't watch the news. <laughs> oh boy. You don't know about this. So you're going with your daily life, and next thing you know, you're getting chopped up with, by a machete. <laughs> yeah, that is why, pretty bad. Why is he using a machete? Do you live, like, in South America or something? <laughs> no, there are people who actually, eat, like, there's actually people who own machetes in America. Specifically, there's actually this guy who's on YouTube called Tissy Bartender, and he actually, he got rid of his machete because he accidentally opened his um leg open because he dropped it. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> Good lord. But, but yeah, like, he'll cut fruit with a machete. Now, now, Josh, uh, how, how does this relate to the chapter, to the manga chapter, the uh, chapter title, I mean? Well, I found somewhere, like, actually, I, I try to look it up as I'm talking right now. I found someone translated the, the manga chapter name as reading the news, or reading the paper and watching the news. They're actually, they distinguish between the news itself. I'm trying to see if that was, like, just a fan translation or something like that. It, pr- it probably is. It might have been. Maybe it was the... I don't know, the anime trend. I don't know. I, I found that somewhere. I found that interesting because it distinguished between the two. Um, again, over in Japan, like I mentioned, there was, there's, you know, this issue of, of monoformity, you know, uh, everyone is the same thing. But if you look at American news, isn't that kind of the same thing? Yeah, too, I, I, I can agree with that. But the flip side is Gintama lessons, the names always tend to be positive. They always have a positive connotation, like episode three, um, what was the name of episode three off the top of my head? I don't episode five was some uh, episode five was I remember um, make friends who you can still call them by their nicknames when you're an old fart or something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the point is you have you have names like that. And the point is the same. It's always a positive, quote unquote, lesson that you're supposed to be learning from this chapter. So the thing is, watch the news. Why? Because I guess in, in maybe in Sorochi's mind, if you don't, you're, you know, doomed to be thinking that you're the cause of everything, or... I don't know. I guess the only people who are watching the news in this are really Otose and Catherine, and look how they respond to it. I mean, can we assume that's maybe the the, the mainstay uh, approach to watching the news? I mean, that would definitely look to me like the typical American response to watching the news. I mean, I guess maybe the flip side is if you look at the actual news broadcast, what is it? It's, it's Mr. Dieto versus... Prince Hada, I mean, like, it's, it's a freak show. I mean, like, I guess my point is, this chapter, this title of the chapter seems equally ironic as it does positive, and so I'm not quite sure how to really, where to go with this, Colton. I mean, I think it's up to a personal opinion, personally. My opinion is, I take it as the ironic sense, that it's really not worth watching the news in any sense. I, I see what you're saying. It kind of betrays both sides of the of the uh, spectrum. Where you know, if you don't pay attention to the news, you know, you're going to end up like the odd jobs, where you, where they think, oh my god, we are going to get hung for releasing all of these cockroaches. Whereas you know, you, like like you said, you we see Otose and Catherine watching the news, and they're just like, well, I guess we're just going to fucking die. But isn't but wait a second, wasn't that part of our reaction? I mean, we just this conversation alone. I hate to interrupt again, but uh, just this conversation alone. I, I said myself, but that's not my problem, or that, you know, that's not our problem, or you know, it's kind of nice to have bliss. But yes. isn't that kind of isn't that exactly what Catherine and Otose said? You know, even unknowingly, we're kind of 
on the same page with these characters. We just don't, you know, we see it. I don't care. It's like, okay, yeah, that's happened. We, we watch it flash, be, you know, before our eyes with no emotional attachment because it's on this square tube. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's something to be said about that. I, I don't know. Well, Maybe, it, well it, it, could, know. it could also be because, you know, Otose is obviously a very older character and she's lived pretty much most of her life. And, you know, Catherine also, I mean, I, I, I don't think we really know how old she is, but I think we can assume that she's at least like in her 40s. Or something. She's been through stuff at this point. Yeah, so. they, they 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 both have been through stuff, so they're probably they they basically they've been they've been on around the block. They've lived most of their life, so they're just kind of like, yeah, I guess I'll just take whatever comes, you know, whatever. Well, I also think is of it is that as I'm going off of what Josh said, I feel as though we do have the same response because even I was sitting here like. Oh, oh! There's a massacre happening. Like, oh, there's a there's a serial killer in, in the neighborhood. But I don't know about something go on my daily life. And on top of that, you, even when you watch it, you're gonna be like, oh, see, it's kind of like this. You're not gonna react unless it's in your hometown. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So, if it, like, let's say there's a serial killer in your hometown, you're gonna be more aware about it. You're gonna be freaking out. But let's say you're watching a situation in a whole other country. And you're saying they're like, oh, well, that's too bad. Well, I'm going to keep eating my dinner. Yeah, but yeah. isn't that the ironic thing that's captured perfectly in this chapter? Every time they flash to Otose, they have two bookends. The first part is always the TV screen. I'm looking through to, to, to confirm. There's always a panel of the TV screen. So we know that we're now watching the TV, not in the TV, not the actual broadcast. And then there's always a panel of uh, the ceiling above Otose. And she's saying, you know, pipe down. The the problem is right there above her head, and she doesn't even realize it, and she's just saying, like, oh, yeah, this sucks. But she doesn't realize she's actually in the middle of the problem. That's, like, the, the brilliant irony about this. This is what I meant when Gintama, to me, is one of the most intelligent shonen properties. I mean, something like that is super simple. Super simple. But, I mean, we're sitting here, we're talking about this. It, I don't think we're exaggerating it. I think this is all valid conclusion. From just the simple, and all we did was was look at the name. I mean, there's something, there's some meat here to the series. There's something to this. I think that you can easily brush it by, but when you put yourself in the shoes, you you realize something. We've now kind of discovered a little bit about ourselves, have we not? I mean, yeah. we realize, oh shit, I'm the same as that character, or maybe that character is the same as me. Now, when I go forward watching Gintama, I personally, as Josh Dunham, can say. Wow, Otose, maybe I never related to her as, you know, a 50-plus-something smoking-year-old hag um, who's trying to collect rent. But now I can look at it as she's a bystander just like me. True. Food for thought. That That is really some interesting food for thought. I, that, that is such a little thing that you can just kind of pass you and you would never know it. Like, I never thought about it like that. That is actually really interesting. But, yeah, pretty much in a nutshell, uh, this chapter title is... Um, even even if you don't look at it too too in deep, at, at, at its basic level, you know, uh, the, the chapter title relates to the chapter because obviously Gid and the others have not seen the news recently, and like we said earlier, it's you know because they haven't, you know, they think all this stuff is their fault, and in a way, it sort of makes them ignorant. Yeah. Well. I... I'm trying to think of how to 
how to say this because again this could easily be be overblown but i just want to ask you guys a question when does what key incident happens in the chapter that allows the conclusion to actually occur um of what specifically so like basically for the first like 16 pages we have a problem and the problem is not solved why because they they don't they don't have anything they don't have any information the, what happens on those last couple pages, Shinpachi comes in and says, oh yeah, here's how we solve the problem. Why? Because Shinpachi traveled outside of the house, which in this case we can say is its own little world. Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, it's even compartmentalized to down to Kagura's room. That's literally where the entirety of this chapter occurs, out, you know, outside of the TV broadcast and then Otose, whatever room Otose is in, correct? Um, yeah, th- their room is located right above her pub, so it's, it's the same right. thing. Right. So the th- I guess my point in trying to say is it's a centralized location. Shimpachi leaves, and only when he comes back to the centralized location, basically, quote-unquote, their own little world, with war- news of, quote-unquote, the outside world, do they have a solution of how to stop this giant problem. They are able to solve... The entire problem of the world, or in this case Japan's giant cockroach problem, with just simply affecting their circle of influence. Yes. Da 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 da. Done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I that that is. What was I going to say? Uh, I'm sorry. What was your question again? Well, I just the question. I think we kind of answered it. Is like why you know what actually occurs that allows the the odd jobs to to save the day. Shimpachi okay. tells him like you know we got to kill Goro and it's Once it's kill Goro it's good. Which is funny because you know it's it's not really them that saves the day. It ends up being Sadaharu. Maybe and that's another maybe that's a commentary on the the problem is out of our hands. Literally nature, Sadaharu being a force of nature, being a dog an animal, solves the problem of mankind. Maybe that's a way of you know gintoki mentions karma is that not karma if we if we better the circle of influence does karma not expound beyond that does that not boil over in philosophical idea to solve the bigger problem and it's funny you ask that because you know the the, that whole thing was oh man this better be good karma because you know he decides not to kill a cockroach for once but what's funny about that is that uh, you know sadaharu ends up killing goro in the first place so it's funny because, you know, Gin is like, yeah, I'm not going to crush another cockroach, basically. But it's funny because, you know, Goro ends up being crushed anyway. So, I guess, I don't know. Poetic irony, I guess. I guess so. I think this might be the longest live lesson segment we've ever had. Jeez. Um, oh, um, but no, good good, good discussion, guys. I really like it. Um, so, I guess does the chapter title make sense? Yeah. No, I don't think it does. I think it's super subjective as of the conversation. <laughs> you think so? I think so. I think I think it's super subjective. I don't I don't think it has a, a locked answer. Me sitting here right now, I have never thought about it until this moment, and I'm thinking, I can't decide if this is a positive title or a negative title. I, I honestly cannot decide if this is passing judgment on the characters or saying the characters are in the right mindset. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I have you on this episode, Josh, because I literally would have never thought of any of this. Because as as much as I like to try to analyze things, most of the time I'm not very good at it. 
unfortunately. So I, I pass by all these things like, oh yeah, that's a thing, oh yeah, that's a thing. I kind of find this thing interesting, but that's kind of a thing, basically. Well, I think I think you pay me too high of a compliment. I'm simply just looking at this and saying, I don't know. I honestly don't know, Colton. I think that's really... <sighs> Sarji said something... You told me this. When I was trying to get into Gintama, you told me, you know, it's kind of about the, the Bushido code and that sort of thing. And, and Sorichi mentioned... He, he presented it to... I don't remember how the story goes. Maybe you can remind me. It was something along the lines of... He presented it to the to these the board members, and they're like, oh, this, and the board member commented, well, Gintoki doesn't know what... Bushido is, or the, you know, the Bushido code is at all, blah, 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 and kind of laughed it off. And Sorichi said, you're a moron. I've presented you with the problem, and you have just added to the problem yourself. That's what Bushido is. And I'm, re- I'm looking at this title, and I'm afraid to pass judgment, because I don't want to be the moron. You know what I'm saying? I think so. I mean, I think, I think you, I, I don't think I, I don't think I told you that though, because that that sounds new to me actually. But um, oh, well, maybe I'm making shit up. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. That that, oh, could, that was, could have been a maybe thing. it was another Twitter use. I don't remember. It might, I I think I know who you're talking about. It might have been her, but um, I think I need a fact check. But anyway, if if that story is true, it adds to you know the thinking. Of, I don't want to pass judgment on this chapter and say, oh, I I totally understand this because if I as soon as I do. I'm picking a side, and I'm gonna be the neutral guy who doesn't watch the news and not pick a side because well, that's. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think there is a right way to take a look at this because, like you said, it's subjective. Because you know, there are a lot of different ways you can look at this, both positive and negative, which I think actually make this a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I'll be perfectly honest, um, because I thought this was going to end up being a chapter title. Another, because we have a lot of chapter titles that are usually. That that do have some kind of deeper meaning to the story, either that or Sorachi couldn't come up with a chapter title and made one of his assistants come up with a chapter title that usually don't really mean anything or they very loosely connect to what's going on. And I thought this was going to be like a very, very obvious like, oh, it's it, it makes sense because they didn't pay attention to the new stories done. And maybe, you know, honestly, Colton. That could 100% be the case, and, you know, I'm sure that is, you know, more likely the cause. And maybe the whole over-analysis is more commenting on our personal... Maybe it's more of an analysis of, of us than it is the actual thing. I mean... But, but yeah, that, that's fine, though, because that that's, that's the purpose of this segment, is because... I know me and Jasmine were talking about uh, a particular chapter title. I think, for those of you who are probably a little farther than Josh, the, uh, the Mitsuba arc, um, I forget the title of the chapter, Jasmine, but do you remember this conversation, Jasmine? Mm, you might have to keep going, because I remember talking about it. Yeah, because you, you, you remember before we started the podcast, we or I think it was around the time we started, because you and me talked about a chapter, some chapter title before that I can't remember what it was called, but... We talked about it, and then I think that was around the time where I was like, oh, man, this would make a really awesome segment for the podcast. I mean, now that we've done it, I guess, technically over 40 times at this point, um, sometimes it it really much varies in quality depending on the chapter title. But it's still really interesting to talk about these chapter titles and how they really relate to the story because um, I think there's a reason why Sirachi picks such sometimes long-winded chapter titles because... Again, I think they have a they have a deeper meaning, some more than others, but still, and that's kind of why I started the segment, because again, it was something else that 
um, I could offer for this podcast that, um, you know, that Justin Gintama podcast doesn't necessarily do. Um, and n- n- not to sound arrogant, I'm just saying, oh, I, I want to be a little more different than them because they were kind they kind of did started doing this first and I don't want to be a complete copycat. So, yeah. But anyway, I, I think the chapter title makes sense overall. And it makes more sense in a lot of ways that I honestly wouldn't have thought about if I didn't bring Josh on. So thank you, Josh. That was that was a lot of really interesting conversation. Done. <laughs> but um, I think that's pretty much it for this segment. So if you guys have any thoughts on um, these and other life lessons that we've covered on the podcast or that we will cover on the podcast in the future, uh, you can send those over to gentalifelessons at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on some of these titles. Um, and don't, don't be afraid to send us an email or two. We'll, we'll read it. We don't have a backlog of emails that we're trying to get through. Um, we, we got time. We got time to listen to you. Read your, read your stuff. So let's go on to the next segment, guys. <laughs> Alright, so this is the anime manga comparison segment for episode 29 of the anime, specifically the second half, um, which is funny because we've actually covered the first half of this episode um, a couple of months back, I think, back in January, with uh, Kagura stealing Gintoki's wooden sword like Toya. Uh, not to go too off topic, but did you have any brief thoughts on that first part of the episode, Josh, while, while we're talking about the anime? There were just a couple things, and just I'll shout them out real quick and not really say too much because I think I also believe in people doing their own research mm-hmm. there was numerous amount of sword bans that happened in Japan and the time period of which Gintama kind of sort of takes place was the Bakufu which was during the Meiji restoration basically foreigners were coming to Japan yep. Japan was you know the government was shifting and there was a sword ban only the um, the Shinsengumi were basically allowed to carry swords so I found it very interesting that they have an Amanto, who I've always kind of interpreted as being foreigners, but they specifically in the anime list him as an Oni, and he looks like even the Oni from the woodblock print paintings, and yeah, he's yeah. going around trying to steal swords, and I didn't think too much of it, honestly. I mean, that, sh- that particular part has a... <laughs> A really interesting representation of Americans or foreigners in general. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know what you're talking about. I just assume they're Americans because I'm American, so maybe I'm reading too much into that. But you know, in general, the foreigner re- representation was was amazingly awesome. You know, I love how they totally butcher their own Japanese on purpose just to make it sound English. I was hoping it would actually be in English. So I think there was some English in there, but I don't really remember. But anyway, if that's all you have to say about that, then we'll get on to the second half of the episode, which is the uh, the chapter that we covered just a, a couple of minutes ago. There's not a lot different. I mean, not that I saw, like, because for because I guess I I forget that Josh isn't on the show too regularly. Um, the the thing is with the anime, Josh, is that uh, there there are a lot of really earlier episodes of the anime that um where sometimes the manga won't have enough material to cover the full, like, 20, 30 minutes of its runtime. So there are some episodes with a lot of, like, 
filler in them, but the the filler in Gintama, I think, out of any Shonen Jump anime I've ever watched, actually works. So sometimes there'll be a lot of filler, um, and then sometimes it's uh, the manga chapter is usually animated pretty straight with like a few minor details that, depending on who you are, won't really um, won't really mean anything. So I just wanted to preface that before I sure. said before I said that uh, personally. I there to me there really isn't a lot different with this episode. It's all it's all the same story. It's all played pretty straight for the most part, except there were a few little things that I liked, like um, like during all of that uh, English in the beginning, where with the with the help help me health me hump me st- and all that stuff like that. Um, there like and and I'm sure I'll probably put up like English or not English uh uh audio clips of that like throughout the episode. Or something. I'll probably do something like that, uh, so people can listen. Well, if that's the case, you got to do this one because this one I loved absolutely to death. They didn't do it in the manga, and I was like really disappointed because it was the funniest joke this episode. Was when Kagura is sitting there like on the floor, she's crying, slapping the floor, and she's just like, um, <laughs> "Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction!" Like in this the whole Japanese accent, "Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction!" <laughs> it's just like, oh, dude, it was awesome because it's like help me help me okay i'll start with h whatever but then it's like pulp fiction like out of out of right field slapstick humor i loved it kagura is awesome that one is pretty funny but um the the weirdest one when i watched the anime for this is um in because in the viz manga and i'm and unfortunately i don't i don't have the japanese volume on me to really confirm this confirm how if this is like just a romanization thing but in at least in the viz release um, Shinpachi, you know, going along with the wordplay joke goes, hump me, hump me. But in the, um, and I only say this because, um, because I used to watch a little bit of Gintama fan sub before I really realized that Crunchyroll was a thing. And when I watched it fan subbed, um, they translated his joke as herpes, herpes me. But in the, um, in the Crunchyroll subs, it's still hump me, hump me. This is a really weird conversation we're having. Well, no, because I saw that, I saw that on the wiki. Like, I, I looked at the wiki, mm-hmm. and the fan subs I had, they still translated as Hump Me. So maybe I'm... It, they... Yeah, you're... Yeah, but I, I, know what, uh, I know what subs you're talking about. I'm talking about... Um, I'm talking about an older fan subgroup that used to sub Gintama, like, way back in the day. Um, gotcha. that, that use uh, blue subtitles. But um, I, think, I think if you really wanted to check them out, they're probably still around, I think. But... Um, but it's weird because I, I kind of agree with that because if you really listen to Shinpachi, it really does sound like he's saying herpes and not hump. But again, I don't know if that's just a pronunciation thing. I'll probably put up a uh, an audio clip right – put that one in particular right here for people to listen to. See what see what you think. Well, see, that's the thing is I disagree with you, Colton. I think it sounds a lot like hump me, and uh, I want to challenge the, the listeners. Do, do you got to make a vote. Make the listeners vote. Is it hump me or herpes? Yeah, um, ha- hashtag Ginta Hump or Ginta Herp. I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh boy. Hey, Shimura, Ushiro. Help me, no? So that's a thing. Um, and then it's just also other little things like um, what caught me off guard when you know Shinpachi and Gintoki are talking about you know Gin's horrible house cleaning that has caused all these giant roaches um shinpachi refers to gin as gintoki kun which which came off to me is kind of weird because 
he, as far as I can remember, he's never referred to him that way because, you know, Shinpachi is always usually pretty polite and he always prefers to Gin as Ginsan and all that jazz. Like it, it like it, it's kind of when um, Jasmine, when we were covering the uh, Jump Festa 20, 2005 special on last year's um, anniversary special, how Hichikata refers to Gintoki by name, which is not something he ever does. You remember we talked about that? Um, I think so. Okay. So, but I mean that for Shinpachi in this case, I think that could have been like his sarcastic tone or something. But um, I, I just thought that was kind of weird hearing him refer to him that way. Um, and uh, I I love in particular, I love in particular how they animate Shinpachi rolling towards the bug spray because he's he's because in the anime he grabs um Gintoki's wooden sword like Toya and it's just slashing it around because he's because he's upset at how how much shit again uh, in Kagura uh they're giving him and it, like I love how fast they animate him rolling to the bug spray and that honestly that kind of that made me laugh out loud um a lot more than it did in the manga uh I I disagree with you again Colton I really? thought mm. I thought the manga did a better job what do you think Jasmine did you think the manga did a better job or did you think the uh, anime did a better job um, when it comes to, um, I don't know, I, I feel like they both did a good job in their own unique way when it comes to animation and, like, Shinpachi getting over there, because I like the way that it was drawn in the manga, but I also like the way it was animated. I mean, it also, it could be for me that, because, you know, uh, oh, I forget his name, Dice K, um, something, something, I, his, whatever his name is, the voice actor for Shinpachi, I thought did a really good job voice acting with that scene because, like, he kind of goes all out a little bit, like, especially when he rolls. He, like, makes these really weird noises and stuff. Like, again, maybe I'll put another audio clip of that up for people who want to listen. (laughs) And then I did. Okay, cool. So... Um, so that, that could have been it as well. Um, but I don't know. Some, something about it. I just love the way it was animated that fast. Um, but I, I do agree with you, Josh, about how, um, again, about how, how it looked in the manga, actually. You did a really good analysis on that, by the way. But, uh, let's see what else is there. Oh, something really weird I noticed. Um, cause in the manga, we have, um, uh, I don't know her full name, but uh, the other news reporter, um, Hanano, with the uh, with the little pigtails, um, who mm-hmm. usually wears the blue kimono, uh, reporting on the scene in the manga. But in the anime, Ketsuno Anna's there instead, which I thought was a really weird change. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, like if you if you look back at the anime, because it's a it's a different because because there are two different newscaster characters. You have again um, Hanano with the blue hair, pigtails, and blue kimono. And then you have Ketsuno Anna, who has the sort of dull reddish uh, hair with the pink kimono. And that's the one that Gintoki has a crush on. Yeah, yeah, the one that Gintoki has a crush on. And I, I just, it was weird, because she's in the anime episode instead of Hanano, which, hmm. again, I thought was kind of a weird change. I'm not sure if there was a reason for that, or it was just like, oh, it's just... It, it could have been like, oh, that's not important, just put in whoever... Or like, oh, we put in this character instead of this one. Does it really matter? No. That's probably one of those things, maybe. And then, again, just more little things like, I love how uh, Mr. The Edo, the news anchor, um, before his last confrontation with Prince Hada, how angry he gets and how he's cracking his knuckles to get ready to beat up Hada. (laughs) Like, I thought that was a nice little detail. 
Um, and then, like, you even see the the news anchor, Mr. Dieto, have Hada in, like, some kind of hold while the other silent unnamed guest does a count and, like, all while he's warning people of, you know, Goro and you should find that particular cockroach and all that I thought was really funny. Well, see, the, that's a cool thing. I want to mention that part in particular because I thought that was the biggest difference here. So I did some research because um, I was like, dude, there's got to be something behind this. Knowing Gintama, there's got to be something behind this particular news anchor. And it is. It's it's based off a, a, new, a real news anchor. But at first I was like, there's, there's like, I thought his name, and this is just something funny. I thought it's not true. But uh, I was amused by it because at first I didn't hear his full name. His full name is actually Kusano. Yeah, that's right. They they do give his name in the anime. Yeah, he his his real name is is Kusano Hitoyoshi. He's based off some news anchor I'm not familiar with um, by the name of Kusano Hitoshi. Oh, interesting. Now I'm not familiar with with either of them, but I guess when I was re- uh, watching anime, I didn't hear Kusano for some reason. I heard Kuso. Hmm. Kuso being the Japanese word for shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm listening to this and I'm like, are they really calling the the head reporter Mr. Shit? Like that's and that <laughs> kind of that kind of gave me the impression that they were not taking the news seriously. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that kind of tainted my view, but that's what I heard and doing the research I realized I was wrong. No, but but you know what? That would have been that would have been really funny considering the discussion we had in the life lesson segment. <laughs> Oh, it would have been awesome, and I was hoping it would be, but since doing research, I, I found out I am wrong. But the thing is, like, that one scene, I will agree with you on this one, Colton. I'm glad they added this in, because they get a face-up, or a close-up of only his face, while he's reporting the news. He's got this really stressed look, but what you see is he's totally busted out of his suit. Ultimate muscle style. <laughs> yeah. Gridlocking this dude's legs. Uh, uh, Prince Hada, he's, he's got him, like... Pull back as far as the fat prince can do so, and just like ripping him in half, and he's just like, "You must find Goro, the the mother of of cockroaches," and he's just like, "Rip!" Oh man, it was just it was utterly insane slapstick humor that would never <laughs> occur. But in that scene, I need assistance from from you guys and from everyone else, and who is a Gintama fan, because I'm sure somebody will know. There's a billboard in that scene, and I was looking at that, and it's like, that billboard looks familiar. It looks like almost maybe a Persona reference or something, but I couldn't nail it. Hmm. It looked like it had some sort of – there's something on there, and maybe one of you guys can point out and say, oh, that's a reference from a different part of the manga. But I was looking at that. That looks familiar. So I'll, I'll post that image or give you that image so that way you can you guys can look at that as well. But um, another thing I found, and I put this on Twitter, so maybe people can go and find this – um, I found the guy. They did actually change the guy who was, who was sitting right next to um, Prince Hada. Yes, it was like this this dude with with glasses, kind of in this weird Gendo pose. It kind of looks like Bato from Ghost in the Shell yeah, plus yeah. twenty years or whatever. Um, and they changed it for a dude who looks almost like Yoshiyuki Tomino. I I freaking kid you not. Looks like the creator of Gundam. And I put a compare I put a comparison picture in there, and you can kind of kind of take a look at that and you let me know what you think i thought it was hilarious so i'm looking again i read too much into these things so i found that funny but which is which is funny because i know in the manga i think in that same shot um because i don't think we get too much of a sense because because these characters aren't really important but 
it seemed like they had like sort of a round table of like animal experts, but you know, they were mostly talking to Hada, so none of these characters were really important to they were just kind of there, basically. They're just stand ins. But uh I think the character you were talking about who looks like Yoshi uh, uh Tomino, um, in the manga uh, that character is an older gentleman, a very older gentleman. He looks like he looks like a like an old wise doctor or something. Which I, don't know, I guess I just found it kind of funny that they played with the character designs a, li- a little bit there because you know those characters really aren't important in the first place. Um, so that that's if that turns out to be true, that's a really interesting find. Um, but I mean, you never know. Um, so I, I think that's really about that's really about all I noticed with this anime episode i mean did you have anything else josh that uh came to you at all i I think and here's why i think i said the anime was stronger and here's why that one scene when gintoki is carrying kagura on his back and he's like okay well you want some steak sure it's all on me that you know the, the world is about to end whatever right yeah um in the manga he does actually kick roaches out of the way but it's at an angle in which you can't really see the amount of space that's actually I hate to say this, but it's kind of a bad use of the space, and part of it is because where the text balloons are. I see, yeah, yeah. Because Gintoki's in the middle of that panel, Shinpachi's off to the side, but, you know, you only see literally like a handful of roaches. You know the room is, is crowded with roaches, but you know where the speech balloons are, and so it kind of kind of takes that, that space up, and you don't get the sense of space again. In the anime, you get the sense of space because it's a wider shot, you kind of see Gentoki from the side, and he's literally kicking these roaches out of the way. This whole entire show, they've been battling roaches almost to the death. And he's just like, okay, it's over. And he just kicks them out of the side. And that was like <laughs> classic Gentoki for me. It made me giggle. And it, I don't even know if that was meant to be a joke. I'm sure that's part of it. But like, I found that, the kicking itself, to be funnier than Gentoki giving up hope. <laughs> so that I like the, how they animated that. That alone almost made the entire... Um, the entire episode better for me because that joke was so strong it that sounds like it'd be kind of unintentional but i mean it, again it's it's the little things that make me go hey the, the the anime is really interesting to compare to the manga and that's why i made the segment but uh uh jasmine how well do you remember this anime episode if at all mm, not very well sadly uh well uh, do you remember well i guess then my question might be kind of valid but do you remember enough of it to have a preference with the anime or the manga for this particular material? I mean, yeah, I said earlier that I really prefer the anime over the manga. Uh, any particular reason? Um, more because I like I enjoy the slapstick that's that's presented in the anime. I I will give you that. I think a lot of the slapstick. I mean, it it might not be fair to say because manga doesn't really have movement unless you're talking about motion comics, but. But I mean, I, I, under, I understand. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of the slapstick sometimes is a lot funnier in the anime. But uh, that's not really the manga's fault. But I, I, I see, I know what you're trying to say, though. So I'm, I'm assuming the anime for you, Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what about you, Josh? As, as if I have to ask. Like I said, I, I barely read um, much of the Gintama manga, so I'm kind of not qualified to say but if i'm forced to answer well that, that's why that's why i'm saying for this particular material yeah um i think they both have their strengths like there's certain parts i really enjoyed about the manga but there's certain parts I, look <laughs> slapstick like jay uh, like uh like jasmine said sorry like jasmine <laughs> said she she's 100 percent right slapstick comedy in general 
excels with audio, excels with visuals, because there's certain information that can only be conveyed through body language, through through actual sounds. And um, that's why a podcast will sometimes, will more often than not be funnier than if I just were to tech, you know, type out the joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a different delivery method through text and exactly. through, you know, actual sound and motion, that sort of thing. So, again, Jasmine's 100% right. In that sense, I felt the jokes were stronger in the anime. I felt the motion was better in the manga because literally there are no budget restrictions on a manga there are for an anime so the thing is unfortunately unfortunately the manga looks better than the anime oh so, you think so i, I do i i mean that the whole scene with the rolling i really liked the rolling in that i didn't care too too much for it in the I mean, that whole scene, like, again, it reminds me of Solid Snake. It's, it's solid. Shinpachi has presence that exceeds beyond the coma. You know, it actually comes out of the novel, and you can, boom, he, there is emotion that is captured in that. In the anime, it seems a little throwaway. Okay, he rolls. Funny, right? Okay, yeah, you, had, you got a quick laugh, but you missed out on presence. You missed out on what could have been a Shinpachi building moment. Shinpachi is now being brave, you know? Most of the time, Shinpachi just kind of puts up with the shit and, and finally fixes the problem because no one else will. And that's the same situation, but now he's doing it forcefully. He's going not only to fix a problem, but above and beyond thinking of his own solution. Hmm. Now, I, I completely agree with you, then. Those are all very sound opinions and very valid opinions, but... And, I mean, before I go into my thoughts real quick, I, I want to provide a counter-argument... Couldn't you really say the same thing about the manga depending on how fast you read it? Ah, touche. That is actually, a, I, I think that is a valid calendar. Because m- most people who read comics or manga aren't like us, where we like to take the time to be like, oh man, like, the, uh, and take the time to be like, oh man, the, the art here is really well done. Like, I really appreciate this. And, and you know, also a lot of people aren't like us where you know sometimes maybe we even like to backtrack and be like you know what i, I want to take a minute to be like to actually you know take a look at this oh man i like but most people i think don't really take the time to observe i guess the for lack of a better word beauty of of what the what art can do and its um its uh, its capabilities it's apples and it's apples and oranges i mean exactly yeah so you know, I you do have a point that okay, yeah, I, you got a quick laugh, but you didn't really get a sense. You get that sense of oh yeah, Shinpachi's determined and he's gonna do this thing and he's all cool and stuff. But you could easily say the same thing. I feel like depending on how fast you read it, because any normal reader could just be like, oh yeah, that happened and like quickly glance through it. No, I fully agree with you. I mean, if you quickly glance through it, you're missing the point of an, a, a drawing is to stay solid. A drawing. One thing I did forget, though, and sw- switching gears, I think your argument is completely valid, and I think, you know, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, honestly. Yeah, yeah. There was one joke that was missed that was included in the anime, again, siding with Jasmine. Um, <laughs> when the cockroach starts to cry, um, it, the manga kind of doesn't make this joke. The anime does, and it says, Gintoki says for, for some effect, he says, if crying would solve anything, we wouldn't need cops. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. That's oh, exactly wow. right. But anyway, um, mm. that's, that's, yeah, I guess I prefer the anime overall. 
Okay. I, um, again, uh, you guys are changing a lot of my opinions here. I, at first, I, um, I, like, at first I thought, okay, there's a lot of interesting little differences with the anime, but, but there weren't enough to, for me to be like, oh yeah, I love one more than the other. But, um, and I thought, cause usually with this segment, that does happen a lot where, um, where we're like, oh yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I, again, sometimes I'm just neutral, but, um, but I, I think, I think I like the anime overall because in talking about it, I do realize that there are a lot of neat little differences with the anime that I think do kind of make it a little more enjoyable. So I'm going to go with the anime. Um, but anyway, um, just to end the segment off, uh, you can watch this episode and the rest of the series on Crunchyroll either for free or for uh, six ninety five a month. You can watch in HD and commercial free along with other titles in their catalog. Um, and uh, you can also buy this DVD or buy this on DVD via Gintama Collection Three from Sentai Filmworks uh, through Right Stuff or Amazon. Um, or actually, actually, I forgot. As of this recording. Um, the last time I checked, it's actually out of stock on Amazon. I just forgot I typed that in. Um, so I'm not sure if that really means anything, but uh, again, you can still buy it on Right Stuff, so that's good. And I think we should go on to the next segment. And uh, that's going to be the end of the show. I I don't know. Did, did you guys have fun with this episode, I hope? Yes. Josh, did you, did you have fun? Oh, um, no. Well, <laughs> that, that sucks. Um, I had to continue the doctor joke. I'm sorry. Of course you did. So, Josh, um, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I think I really do think you provided a lot of really interesting discussion. No, thank you. Not a problem. Not a problem. And um, you're you're welcome to come back anytime you want. Aw, thank you. So, 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 let me know if there's any particular material you want to talk about, and I'll I'll pencil you in. Awesome. You are my Gintama mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but um, I guess before we end the show, um, would you like to plug your stuff? Just, yeah, real quick. Again, um, you can find me, Senpai, uh, Senpai Coast to Coast. Um, that's basically the, my one-stop shop. If you want to maybe contact me directly or see some of my, my basic thoughts, you can find me on Twitter. It's Josh underscore Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M. Or, basically, if you're already following my good friend Colton, um, we have correspondence quite often. I'm sure you're already familiar with me in some regards. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, is that better for you, then? I don't. I'm a simple man, Colton. I don't have lots of stuff. Oh, unfortunately, I do. But um, hey, uh, Jasmine, I I know you're not on it too much, but you know, I'm sure there are still people who, you know, now that you're back, you know, they're like, oh yeah, I remember. I liked Jasmine. Where did she go? You shouldn't you shouldn't leave us again, Jasmine. Except I know, unfortunately, you'll probably have to soon, depending on when this release. But Jasmine, would you would you like to plug your Twitter? Not really. Can I plug it for you? Sure, even though I'm not gonna post anything. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I, again, I urge you to get it just because you know, peop, again, if people like you, they could follow you and stuff. Even though you might not post too much, if at all. But uh, 
you know, if you if you like my friend Jasmine, and, and you should, uh, you can follow her on Twitter at uh, kpop underscore dancer. That's k p o p underscore d a n c e r. So yeah, you should give Jasmine some love because if she gets enough tweets, maybe maybe she'll use it more. I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm promising stuff that I probably shouldn't promise because Jasmine's Twitter, not mine. Um, but uh, you know, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can uh, follow me on Sniper King three two three. That's S N I P E R K I N G three two three. I am uh, pretty friendly guy. I'm sure Josh can uh, confirm that. And I like to talk about stuff and manga and all that stuff. I'm just talk to me, please. I'm lonely. Um, you can also listen to my other stuff. Um, real quickly. Uh, just released a new episode of the manga corner at anime3000.com about Yamada and the seven witches that was a thing uh you can listen to me at heavenly kings uh a podcast that i record with, with my friend beaky and uh, foxy from the ass backwards anime podcast about toriko and speaking of the ass backwards anime podcast you can also listen to the newest episode of one podcast prevails that's a podcast that i help co-host with uh, dr uh where we talk about case close slash detective conan so yeah um if you're caught up on the anime you should go listen to that it was a pretty particularly interesting episode but uh, as for the podcast in general you can visit our website at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com uh where we post all of our episodes first and you can also listen to us on stitcher or the stitcher smart radio app uh where we have all uh the newest episodes and all of our backlog too and you can also listen to us on Player FM along with a bunch of other podcasts as well if you like podcasts, which if you do, I'm sure you, I'm sure you wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't like podcasts. That was, that was a dumb little tangent. Uh, you can also uh, follow us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and YouTube.com slash GintaMangaCast. That's G-I-N-T-A-M-A-N-G-A-C-A-S-T. Um, and you can also follow us on gintamangacast.tumblr.com, reblogging and reposting all the funny pictures involving Gintama and the podcast. I'm sorry I haven't been on there uh, recently, just been busy with other stuff. Um, I should probably hire someone or something to f- um, post things on there or something. I don't know. Tumblr girls are sad. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, and you can also email us anything about Gintama or the podcast um, to GintaLifeLessons at gmail.com. Please send us an email. We'll, we'll read anything. Um, uh, as I'm sure Josh, I'm not sure if I told Josh, but um, I have read a cereal box on air before, so I, I will read anything. So, yeah. You read a cereal box? Yeah, episode six. Uh, that was fun. I'm sure it was stupid, but it was fun. Um <laughs> these were these were very early days of the podcast. This was like two months in, but uh, yeah, we we would love to hear your thoughts on some of these things. So email us there, or you can leave us feedback in our threads on the um, Gintama subreddit at uh, reddit.com/r/gintama. Uh, but the most important thing is what Jasmine. I'm throwing you under the bus. Do you remember? Mm. No, I'm going to take that as a no. You can. <laughs> You can uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. That is the most important thing. Please do that. Please leave us a review. Tell us tell us if we're any good or not. I don't know. I don't know if people listen to this. I'm just kind of talking about whatever. But um, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Um, pretty pretty good episode, I must say. Good, good job, guys. A lot of really good discussion. Probably in my top ten, I must say. Now, now I'm just, uh, I'm just going on. Um, so thank you, Jasmine, for coming on. I miss having you on, Jazzy. And um, thanks for coming on, Josh. And uh, 
we'll see you guys next time on episode 36 of Life Lessons the Gintama Manga Cast. So, uh, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Yep. Pulp Fiction. Uh, we are going to be covering chapter 47 of the manga today, and uh, after that we have, we, blah, cut that out, Colton. <clears throat> That's funny, because I coughed at the exact same time you did, and I, I muted the mic on my side and said, <laughs> Colton, you have to cut that out. <laughs> it's like, holy crap, you heard me. Well, that that was weird. <clears throat> And and by the way, what what I meant by editing and post was I I might cut out Jasmine's um talking of Kalanad just in just in case there anybody who's like oh, hey I'm not gonna listen to this anymore because um that one bitch Jasmine uh spoiled me on Kalanad I hate her now or something stupid I'm totally not listening to this podcast because that bitch Jasmine totally spoiled me on Kalanad <laughs> I was planning on watching that well that was probably wrong was. too. I pro- who knows? Like I probably messed up this whole storyline. People were like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, that totally would just... be that would be totally the best, most type of awesome." <laughs> just like, "Hey, I was totally ruined on this on this anime." No worries, totally different anime. <laughs> kind of, kind of reminds me of uh, the other day. I was I was messing with Jay and. Um... Because uh, cause she kept she she did she was doing something we were having some kind of stupid text conversation and because uh, she kept every no matter what I said to her she would respond to me you're a Jew you're a Jew you're a Jew and I'm like okay sure and then I was like oh man I, I gotta mess with her somehow like it was like it's kind of like messing with like a royal British guards that wear those big fluffy hats and they don't move no matter what you do. And like I kept, I gave, I gave her like fake spoilers on Hunter Hunter because she hasn't finished it yet. And then she, and then she asked me the other day, "Hey, if if I find out that those spoilers are real, I'm gonna fucking kill you." And I'm like, "They're not real. Calm down, Missy." <laughs> this was funny. Um, nice. Basically, he knows animals. Yeah, which. I wasn't sure that that's such a neat little throwaway thing where it's like, oh, I guess he knows something about animals, but I'm not surprised because, you know, he does like to collect strange animals. I was about to say, isn't he like the dude who captures Lobo in Superman? Um, maybe. I don't know. Obscure comments. reference? I'm sorry. Okay, cut that <laughs> out, Colton. Cut but that he's... out. <laughs> but if you known... don't cut it out, I will hunt you down. Well, now now you're just giving me more incentive to keep it in. Um, that sounds really weird. Jasmine, please continue. You better not keep that in, you son of a bitch. I'm dead fucking serious. Okay, fine. Maybe I'll put it at the end. You never know. Yes, okay, fine. Okay, please continue, Jasmine. Oh. Josh, shut up. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jasmine, please continue. Okay.